0: but i know you just left someone else i know you did i know he did a number that must be why you move so icy oh icy. Like
1: 10,
2: 17. Woo. that's icy and icy. i'm Henry, no and i'm andrew I'm john. I'm john and that's drake also known as icy as ice as man the
3: ice man drake the ice man bobby drake wow. is, is on that track and that's Wow. Who we get to meet in this episode.
2: I bet I bet our friend Charlie's jealous that he's on this podcast. I
3: know, he picked the wrong episode. He, he re- specifically requested to Didn't join he? No Mutant is an Island.
2: Yes, he did. He said... And OffPod won't stop talking about it. <laughs> he is... He keeps going rusty. loves that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite episode of all time. Charlie, write in and leave five-star review if you think that No Mutant is an Island is the best episode.
1: Now, we know Bobby Drake from the movies and stuff. He's very popular in those. Played by Sean men. Ashmore. Yeah. Uh,
3: who did a good job, considering the characterization was a bit off. But I
2: got to say, I was watching this, and I was like, he, he's pretty good. He was a little more, like, sweet in the movies. Yeah, yeah. But I did, I kind of, I bought it. I get it. He he gets a little more manly. He, like He gets a little more, like, yeah, he's hot-shoddy towards the last two movies.
3: So the beautiful thing about Iceman is, you know, he he was, is he cometh. He do be cometh, <laughs> and he's he's the comic relief. Really, he for a long time in the early X Men, he was the comedic relief of the team. Oh wow! Um, you know, he's kind of the goofball. He, you know, throwing little snowballs at people, making Ouch. little making little snowmen. Oh. You know, uh, which
1: came first, Iceman and Top Gun, or Iceman? Chicken I mean, Iceman
3: egg. because you know X Men was created in like nineteen sixty three so or something. So you
1: know. he delivers quips too. Maybe Iceman was based on Iceman. You heard it here first. Ice- <laughs> That's awesome. Iceman and Top Gun Holy based off shit. of
3: Iceman, the X-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. I don't know about you guys. Oh, you know who's another one? Maverick. He's another X-Men character. Bobby, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> think. I think whoever wrote Top Gun is fan who's of the Maverick? X-Men. Maverick? Have we seen Maverick? We have. we have. God, Henry. Yeah. Oh, you no, do this every Maverick time. Maverick you think he's Booster Gold? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah you, you never said his Maverick. name out loud. That's Booster Gold. <laughs> you always say he's Booster Gold. Uh, thanks for joining us for the first time. Uh, yeah, thanks you, for joining us for the first time. If you've been listening for a long time. Uh, <laughs> No, Long- last, last episode, I said, Long- if this is your first episode, welcome back. So I figured I'd reverse it this time.
2: Long-time listener, first-time listener.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if, hey, if you're a long-time listener or a first-time listener of X-Boys, welcome. All right? <laughs> yeah. We're back, and we're here to talk about today's episode. Cold, comfort, featuring, we already said it, the Iceman, Bobby Drake.
2: And he rocks. I love... I'm a big fan of Bobby Be- Beeple.
3: I'm Bobby, get a, shut up! I'm going to get ahead of myself and say that I big fan of this episode we said in the
1: last episode we liked this one yeah we, spoiled we, we did it. Yeah, we,
3: already did. we liked it so much that we spoiled our feelings on it already in the last one and uh, I mean let's just dive in
1: well first let's talk let's let's do a little cleanup from last episode and talk about mojo a little bit could we oh, oh my god. Oh god there's something I learned about this guy God. That his power comes from his ratings. Oh, this is yes. important. Yes, this is true. That's really cool.
3: I did. I almost uh, committed suicide. <laughs> I, uh, I almost did some self-harm last week uh, when I realized that we did two Mojo episodes, and I don't think he ever returns in the show. Without mentioning the fact that yes, his his power level is directly tied to the ratings that he gets but, on his show. But
2: you know what? It's like almost implied. It, it's his it whole is, life. He loses, it's all he but, cares like, about. The episode ends. He starts
3: panicking
1: because his ratings are going down, and then he gets easily defeated, which is a little bit lame weakness in this guy. It's like,
3: true. They they re- they reference it on a subtextual level. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, that is I, funny I though. I like that. Yeah, guys. But, well, now that that's taken care
2: of, <laughs> guys, we start off in Kirby Glen Storage Depot. Now what the well, heck is uh, that? First
3: off, it's not just any storage depot. It's Storage Depot number 1917.
2: And you know 1917. If you if you're familiar, if you're with, familiar with that name, with the name familiar with the, the comic. They shot that
1: entire movie with one, one camera. camera. Exactly.
2: 1917
3: is important because it's the year that Jack Kirby was born, and that's why it's called Kirby Glen Storage Depot that guy's because old. Jack Kirby was the original illustrator on X-Men and co-creator with Stan Lee. He wrote this in <laughs> nineteen no, seventeen. He came up with it in <laughs> nineteen seventeen
2: when he was a baby. Was he in the that one shot movie? What? Was he in nineteen seventeen? <laughs> oh my god. What does Glenn have to do with anything?
3: <laughs> okay, anyway, it's just like the Glenn it's like Kirby. a glen, you know. It's like uh like a forest glen, you know?
1: Mm, no. I'm gonna need a glen.
2: Yeah.
3: There's no oh god, I can't think of any glen. So these
2: two security <laughs> guards are in the Kirby Glen storage depot. Okay. They're ta- they're shooting the shit. They're saying god damn it's hot out here it's 97 (laughs) degrees it's true and the other guy's like listen it's hot but here's what here's why it's hot it's called humidity and they are going into the ins and outs of humidity (laughs) and hot and they're arguing
3: whether it's heat or humidity (laughs) that's making it hot it's It's really great classic conversation i love
2: it and as they are arguing
3: one of them sounds like homer simpson
2: yeah really weird voice actors but also great really Good animation, too. I it thought looks like this Batman scene. in the animated series. It really looks like Batman. Yeah, their they're, yeah. they're, they're style, yeah, very similar. Um, As they are um, arguing about humidity, and by the way, I hate humidity, and that is true. I agree with whatever security guard is saying that high, high humidity makes it way hotter. Sucks.
3: Mr. East Coast over here.
2: Dude, East Coast the humidity is horrible, you and can, New You can Orleans almost taste is, it. You can go outside and slurp it down. It's disgusting, and it makes me sweat <laughs> nonstop. Sweating through everything. Tastes like gumbo. As
3: they are (laughs) arguing,
2: in the background we see the thermostat start plummeting. It goes all the way down to 30 degrees. What the
3: heck? And we we do a quick cut outside. We see the security cameras getting frozen by by some kind of ice man. A man made of ice. Ice Drake. He, uses, he also uses frosty mist to reveal these laser sensors, and he freezes the sensors, causing them to go off. And and as the the, the temperature is plummeting inside of the guard uh, station or whatever you want to call it, uh, the door freezes over and busts open. Cue the introduction, Ice to Me.
0: Yeah, hey, my name is Drake, I'm a Bobby. I love ice ice, baby. Like
3: like I'm a Gavin. Been... Gavin's <laughs> <laughs> Also, my eardrums exploded. (laughs) Hey, hey, my name is Drake, comma,
0: Bobby. I love ice, ice, baby.
2: (laughs) Hey, hey, my name is Drake, comma, Bobby. I love ice, ice, baby. Is that supposed to be Drake's voice? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's from the show. Well,
0: well, I love this, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with him? Why is he a ghost? Well, well, I love this, man. (laughs)
3: Well, well, I love this, man. He does love X-Men, and we do too here. Uh it's good to have you on the podcast, Drake. Thanks, dude. Um yeah. Uh Iceman busts in.
1: There's a cool first-person shot we didn't mention where it's just like we see the hands. Iceman's hands yeah, and yeah, he yeah. freezes over
2: the fucking lasers. It's yeah, cool.
3: That is really cool. And he, he also God freezes- damn it,
1: Henry. I swear to God, if you're typing in this thing the rest of the episode, I'm gonna kill you. Uh,
2: no, I wouldn't do something like that. Well he also Wait, he does up- have something else to say though. What's that? <laughs> what were you saying, Drake?
1: Happy to be goes, well
2: I'm called. Dude, this is horrible. Happy what? to
1: be a ghost, but I'm cold. I got I got no.
2: It. That wasn't it. I wrote, happy to be here, guys. Burr. I'm cold. <laughs> happy to
0: be a ghost. Well, I'm cold.
2: <laughs> this is like I think we summoned Drake's ghost. This is the we curse. We're here
3: with the ghost of Drake. Guys, I had
2: a whole bit plan where I was going to X- be talking as Drake throughout this. I, it is not going to work out.
3: <laughs> it's an X-boys exclusive. We've got the ghost of Drake. Oh, He's speaking man.
2: in reverse. <laughs> All right, sorry, Um, back on track.
3: Don't say we never tried to produce anything for you, fans. I do my Um, best. uh, They free. He freezes both of the guards before they can do anything. Batman snaps their head off, Robin style. If you've seen that, where the way Mister Freeze does with the guards, yeah, freezes their entire bodies over. And just as we exit off of this horrific image of a guard being frozen alive, we cut. That's good for
1: your cardiovascular health.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it
2: is. But I also read recently that the reason you get so sick. When, you're, when it's cold out, it's because it does something in your nose and it allows for more germs to go into your nose when you're breathing through your nose when you're cold. Fun fact.
3: It freezes your, your mucus and your hairs so that they can't catch as much of the bacteria. I want to do out. the
2: Drake voice so bad. <laughs> it freezes your mucus and your hair, and I am X-Man.
3: It freezes your mucus and your hair. <laughs> oh, that's the goosebumps thing. Uh, okay. Bobby, shut up. Cut to the X-Mansion. Uh, where Xavier's laying on. We got a faulty AE-35 unit. He's, he's in yeah, uh, the war room, I guess, or I right? think Yeah, a war Talking room. with Jubilee um, about, I, he's just doing techno babble, but I actually looked this up. The AE-35 unit was a small gyroscopic device used on the American spacecraft Discovery 1 in 2001 A Space Odyssey. It was used to what? maintain communications link between the spaceship and mission control. By holding a large antenna pointed directly at Earth. Now, this is what Hal sabotages in 2001, a space odyssey that cuts off their communication with Earth. Unfortunately, this doesn't come back in any meaningful way in the show, but it's a fun little trivia. Huh.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa. (laughs) Gosh.
2: He did that one, right? I just wrote, wow, 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 wow.
3: Uh, So Jubilee, uh, but the main purpose of this scene is that Jubilee says that she wants to fly the mini jet. She just wants to fly it around. Uh And Xavier's yeah. like, you're not ready for that. You're a child. You're fucking 15. He's like,
2: uh, the simulator would say otherwise. You are not ready.
3: She did fly it, though, in a previous season. Uh What was it? Season 2, I believe, when she went to Russia with Colossus. Yeah, She flew it? She flew with Colossus all the way she to Russia to get Omega Red.
2: She had a shaky beginning, if I recall. Yes.
3: It was a fun little thing where she flew it into a tunnel with a train and oh, yeah. barely, yeah. Which is
2: actually probably extremely difficult.
3: I mean, if anything, she's She's proven herself to be a very good flyer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, he calls her an impulsive child, uh, and she doesn't like and,
2: that. And, and slaps her. It was really weird. <laughs> not,
3: an impulsive <laughs> child, do <did> you <laughs> it dark Xavier comes out and slaps her Ow. across the face. No, but she says, uh, he says, you're acting like an impulsive child. And she's like, well, stop treating me like Well, one. I am. Uh, Imagine
1: if you had your GPS on your phone outfitted with your own voice. How psychotic
3: that would be. Yeah, he's... That's what Professor X does with Cerebro.
2: Yeah, it's so weird. (laughs) I call, in my notes, I say Robo-Xavier.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like this moment though, where she's like, "Stop treating me like a child." She kind of says it off on her own, like to herself, Soto, if you will. And uh, Xavier does his little, "I didn't hear you." Like he does his little ear to his, yeah, hand to his hand ear. To ear. Uh, it was a cute, cute. And she moment. rolls
2: her eyes, and her. This is the first uh, example of her eyes being really wonky and all in different directions. This episode, there's some
3: weird, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely some weird choices. But Cerebro speaks up. Mutant attack in progress. Mutant federal storage depot under attack. Mutant. There's a mutant who can have who can cause the formation and manipulation of ice an
4: ancient man
3: no not, not an ancient, ancient man, man. An, ice, <laughs> an ice man jubilee first thinks it might be storm but xavier's like yo storms in africa can't be her uh which she's been there this whole i'm pissed goddamn season
2: where the hell there, i don't know that i don't know this yeah. but is it like something with the voice actors like did they not was there an issue? Because didn't they switch voice actors at some point?
3: They did, but they had already done that at this point. They, we were already with the new weird. actor. I think what it doesn't make sense. I think it's just like they were like, "Look, our cast is really big, and we just kind of need to focus sense. these episodes down a but bit." Why? But, but it's, why? it's
1: really boy heavy. The,
3: the X Men because there's no called. storm. There's Rogue's obviously not in Jean. It. Jean is gone. Rogue mm-hmm. is not in this episode. Yeah. So there's no rogue. No uh, Gambit. No Storm and Can no you go genius. to
2: the sexism chapter in Eric Lewalds previously on? <laughs> the the it's chapter where he
3: explains why they hate the women? <laughs> yeah.
2: As we don't have Storm or Rogue, but what we do have this episode is someone else. And we will get to that later. But, oh, my God, Ooh this la shook la. the foundation of the X-Boys when we saw our new character, our new ex-gal. I'm not even going to say her name.
3: Yeah. So yeah, Cerebro pulls up a video feed of what's going down, and yeah, Xavier immediately recognizes it as the man, the myth, the legend, Iceman, a.k.a. Drake. And so as soon as Xavier hears that it's Iceman, he's like, okay, we gotta go. Troops, everyone, wake up. Also, we find out it's the middle of the night, um, because- Oh, Wolverine- (laughs) Yeah, well, so Xavier and Jubilee uh, are... a lot of questions. So Xavier <laughs> and Jubilee are in the war room in the middle of the night <laughs> mm-hmm. when they get this it's alert. Midnight. It's it's literally midnight, because uh, the next scene is Wolverine waking up to his alarm clock, which reads 12.07, well, I assume a.m. Um, or
1: is it 12.07 p.m.? Wolverine's sleeping in sleeping after a in. long night. I buy
3: that. That makes sense. And okay. then they wait all night? Yep. They wait until nightfall again? No, because the attack is happening concurrently.
2: They gotta fuel up the jet. Oh, yeah. it's
3: nighttime. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So all this is happening... Like, Iceman attacks the place at night. We cut to X-Mansion at night. He sends the... I guess he sounds Wolverine's alarm for him because then when Wolverine wakes up, he uses his claws to smash the alarm.
1: And he says, this better be good. And yeah. I'm like, well, your alarm woke you up. Like, don't be mad at Professor X about it.
3: But I... I think Xavier might have somehow rigged Ugh. the alarm. Like, I bet he's gotten a button where it's, like, pre- all the alarms for the mutants, you know, to wake them up. He presses that little button, and they're all ready to action. But when I say all the mutants, I mean it's literally just Beast, Cyclops, mm-hmm. Wolverine. And I ain't mad about it. I, love, did, the, I love that team. You piece of shit. I you, love those guys. Can you
2: explain what, what happens to Wolverine? And Wolver, Wolverine wakes up with his alarm clock and <laughs> just fully smashes it. He did this? All right, cool. Jesus Christ. I've been reading. That was the worst one. Yeah.
1: I've been
3: reading my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: uh, right, no, right. it's okay. It's okay. I'm trying to figure out what's happening here. But
3: as soon as Wolverine does wake up, he gets a psychic signal from Xavier where he's like, get to the Blackbird immediately. So yeah, the three boys, Beast, Psych, Wolvie, uh, loved spending time with them on the Obsession episode. Uh, and we could spend a lot more time with them on this episode. As we cut to the Blackbird, they run in, and Cyclops immediately asks Xavier for an explanation.
2: Yeah, he's like, "Why are we? Why are we going after this guy?" So, like, Charles is super; he's like amped up to get Bobby ASAP. Yeah, and Cyclops, he has a different opinion. He's on the whole jealous.
1: It's just like before. The guy is trouble.
2: This is a really long clip. I pulled a lot. Sorry, but this is a <laughs> no, good explanation good. of their yeah, past. It explains the entire backstory. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just like before. The guy is trouble. He's an X man was. What are we up against with this Iceman? We're not against him, Wolverine. Oh. So then we're with him? Of course not. <laughs> He's destroying federal property. Boy, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Bobby was one of the original X-Men. Thanks, he Left. <laughs> Left. As in quit. Or canned. Oh. Bobby was difficult. Hmm. Always up to some mischief. But never like this. You always made excuses for him. <laughs> you would never let the rest of us get away with half the things he did. I'm not surprised Drake's gone bad. He's a renegade. Renegade? No. Free-spirited, perhaps. There you go again. Coddling him. Oh. That was peace. And you who are being intransigent. Listen to me. Oh. I don't know what Bobby's up to, but I do not
1: want him harmed.
2: Intransigent?
1: That means traveling from
3: Europe to the United oh, States? I knew it. Nope. <laughs> oh it means stubborn why didn't he just say that because <laughs> he's smart he uses big boy words to make himself feel better
2: but Your anyway yeah
3: uh transigent. so clearly cyclops is pissed about this he's got cyclops has classic big brother syndrome yeah. right where he's like oh bobby was like the little bro who got away with everything while i had to be held responsible and it's like cyclops you're the team leader. Like that was your responsibility. It was your job to help keep mm-hmm. Bobby in line and keep him feeling part of the team and make this a
1: fun team to be to want to be a part of because yeah. look, buddy, it's pretty tense over here.
3: Yeah. It's I'm, also good I think I'm understanding
1: why Bobby left. He got Beast to raise his voice for the first time ever. We
2: got to note yeah. that. Beast got pissed. Yeah. Like, watch your mouth, dude. It's really
3: maybe the first time Beast has directly refuted Cyclops on the show.
2: You inter- intergalactic asshole. <laughs> you intergalactic and then uh he calls him trans well, Transilent. Uh, but i also think uh I-, I think cyclops is just like this guy got more attention
3: than me i xavier prefers bobby over me well there's also historically we know that there's nothing cyclops hates more than someone who turns their back on the team oh of course you yes. know he thinks oh, that's coming from the guy who quit the team two weeks ago Yeah, I, I hey yeah.
2: you have to remember that was season five okay and he lost his girl.
3: <laughs> hey, he lost. Look, if you lost the love of your life, but that's the thing is I feel like they missed kind of almost an opportunity to explore that in a little bit in this episode. They could have mentioned like, well, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, obviously it didn't air at the same time or whatever. It was like, "Hey, it wasn't that long ago that you left the team?" He's like, he did the one and that thing Cyclops that Cyclops could have been like, "Well, but I came back, so."
2: Yeah. I had to kiss an orphanage lady.
3: That is one thing this show really missed out on was the moment, the chance to show Cyclops coming back to the team and him, like, you know, kind of asking for forgiveness. So like, hey, I'm sorry I wanted I to left. see him
1: kiss the forehead of everyone on the team. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Welcome mm. home. Hello. Sorry. Mm. Um, so So this, this sucks for you guys, right? Like, this whole experiment of us watching the show... You loved Cyclops before we started X-Men, the animated series, and you guys got to be feeling like pieces of shit about him now.
3: They're giving him layers, which I actually like. Like, I don't like him as much as I did (laughs) in... Sorry. (laughs) I like... No, but they're making him... Like, he's a flawed character, and he's a flawed hero. He's a flawed leader. Like, I... That's interesting to me. It'd be less interesting if he was just awesome and good all the time, which is cool, but, you know, runs its course after a while.
2: I personally love when Cyclops gets all angry and annoyed and, and <laughs> little little has little fit, hissy fits about cool Bobby because guess what, Bobby's cool.
3: He's very cool, as we find out later. And and so the plan is they they're gonna land the Blackbird, they're gonna go in, get Bobby, and get out of there. You know, let's let's not try to cause a scene. There's army. You you. It's a U.S. military facility. There's army guys everywhere. Let's just. Xavier
2: get, says, "Do not hurt anyone."
3: Yeah, get in and out. Well, it's going to be hard to do because, meanwhile, we cut to Iceman who's throwing up ice walls and blasting soldiers with ice, running away from laser fire, and uh, he gives a great little quip when we find out that Wolverine's not the only guy on... The X-Men with some good quips. Iceman's got a few good ones, too. Oh, well, well, yeah. First weird. time we
1: see him without his ice, too, in his suit. It's yeah. like a blue... How would you describe the suit? Like Nightwing almost. Dark, he dark gets blue. under
3: some cover, and, he, yeah, he, he de-ices himself, because up to this point, we've only seen him fully iced out as a, ice, a true Ice Man. But and
1: worth noting, the X is still in his suit, meaning even though he quit the X-Men, he didn't quit that super suit. Yeah. No, no I mean, look, the suit is... I mean, is, free suit. suit
3: it's a free suit that can, that can uh, assuming it's like the comics where it keeps his balls warm yeah keeps, <laughs> yes it can get iced up without deteriorating you know um and yeah it's like a blue x-man suit basically it's it's almost it's like a good suit it's like a light blue it's not quite cyclops royal blue it's more of like a lighter robin's egg blue the problem
1: is when he turns to ice you can still see his underpants like through yes. it and yeah. that's not the coolest look i like my Iceman just icy balls, oh he's just balls, balls and dick out oh all fully iced
3: warm. up yeah go on <laughs> I mean, that's his classic X Men look. uh, Back in the sixties, was (laughs) (laughs) not the full nude, but the uh, the little undies on the underwear. Right. right. Um, But anyway, yeah, the the quip he says uh, is, "This is way too hot for me." (laughs) Oh my god! And then, and then, yeah, he takes a look up. Who's hanging up there on the light post above him? Beast
2: hanging from his feet, and he's like, "Bobby, listen, my boy, my friend, you still
3: got that sense of humor, and I love you." And I
2: love this too because Bobby looks up. Sees it's Beast and he goes, Beast! He's, like, excited. He's like, oh, great, my buddy. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, it's clear that, yeah, they used to be pretty good buds.
2: But then Beast is like, hey, dude, so, like, do you want to come with us? And then pretty soon after, Bobby's like, oh, sorry, dude, like, you're great, but I got to blast you.
3: Well, it's because Beast says, well, (laughs) it's not until Beast says, Xavier sent us to get you that Bobby's like, oh, okay, fuck you. And then he blasts him away. Gives him a little blast. He hates Xavier. There, There is nothing Bobby Drake... Hates more than Charles Xavier. Same,
2: dude.
3: <laughs> so he ice slides out of there. And when I say ice slides, because he's gonna do this a lot in the episode, what he frozones. Yes, he frozones away. That's a great way of putting it. If you haven't seen The Incredibles, what he's doing is he's blasting you haven't the
2: seen Kribbles, what the fuck? <laughs> he's
3: what are you eating <laughs> right now? Cookie. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so he, he ices the ground in front of him and is able to slide on it as he continues to ice the ground in front of him. So he creating, again, an ice slide of sorts where he can just sort of slide away and he can make the slide go up and down and loop-de-loop and all around.
1: Sub-Zero could beat him in a fight.
2: Sub-Zero would rip his spine out of his mm-hmm. bottom.
3: I disagree. I think Iceman's going to freeze the ice in Sub-Zero's lungs before he can do any Whoa. of that. Whoa. <laughs> Alright guys, so this
2: has been real Andrew has a bad opinion, so that means we have to end the
3: podcast I'll talk to you guys later I'm Henry But before Bobby can I slide <laughs> out of there Wolverine tackles him to the ground um, I, Iceman uh, freezes him up again Real quick, He's, mm. he does a lot of that this episode And he says
2: some cool shit
3: You come easy Or I get to make cocktail ice for a hundred
0: <laughs> Sorry, pal. Oh. You're skating on thin ice. Oh. So are you, Drake.
2: Blasted oh. by Cyclops. Wow.
3: The the quips are flying this episode. Well, Cyclops blew it. Cyclops he had his it. moment. Yeah, yeah. So are you. <laughs> Nuh-uh, you. Well, Cyclops has never been known for his <gasps> his quips. Yeah. You know, he energy blasts, huh? Here's one from a pro. That's the best line he ever had, and it was in the first That's episode. That's actually awesome,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is Cyclops' best line? We know them all.
2: Yes, I. <laughs> yes, is... lumpy. Lumpy is. A good I. One. I do love. I think he's his best when he's so pissed when he screams like, at Xavier. Those were or, yeah. or sinister. Mm-hmm. I can't take this anymore. It's probably actually no. Sinister was my favorite. What? Hold on one second. I gotta find this shit. When he goes.
0: Ah! I warned you before to leave us alone. I can't. I won't. The world needs. What was that?
3: I don't think I heard you right. Yeah, not even a, a slam.
2: One. He's just like he's just blasting. He's him. just pissed. And he's like fuck you. He's idiot. like, oh, what was that? Yeah, you think you're
3: gonna kill us? I'm gonna kill you first, dude. <laughs>
2: not creative, but cool.
3: Yeah, when Cyclops gets tough is when he's at his like, and those are the best moments in the comics too, where it's like you know the team is down or the villain thinks they're up and then Cyclops is just like, hey, guess what, bud? We're the X-Men and we're going to kill you. Like, I do like this moment where he thaws
1: out Wolverine who's frozen and like sets his beam to like thaw out. Yeah, a, yeah.
3: just a tiny little...
2: Yeah, as we come back and Cyclops says his stupid line, he unthaws Wolverine with just enough heat to give him a nice warm yeah. buzz.
1: And he's not happy to see Bobby Drake in that X-Men uniform. Take it off. Get that off. That's what I'm saying, too.
2: Also, Wolverine says, thanks, Squinty. He calls him Squinty to Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nickname uh, which honestly up. that's actually perfect for that situation because maybe he did squint he to squinted just a little bit little <laughs> beam yeah that's
3: how it works it's how much he's squinting with yeah. his eyes to um so yeah bobby's knocked out uh they're gonna pick him up but there's a small army between them and the blackbird and they tell him this, and they're like look this might get ugly which is x-men code for we might have to kill some guys yeah x right, so is
1: cool like this kill? is totally fine um as long as you don't hurt Bobby, everything's fine. You can die.
2: Yeah, Xavier's like, listen, guys, I actually have a perfect plan. And in the sky, where all these helicopters are, a giant, is it a swarm?
3: No, it's its a brood. A oh, brood, yeah. Brood. That's what that was. A
2: giant brood alien, which we've seen in space before, Yeah, uh, just appears in the sky, and the helicopters fly away. because
1: They don't scared. say a word. They, they just
3: out.
2: say, uh, I'm out.
3: The army retreats, and the X-Men grab Bobby, and they get the hell out of there. Cut to X Mansion the next morning,
2: and Xavier. I feel like he wants some credit for saving Bobby, <laughs> for saving his Bobby boy, and he's like, "We saved you." And he's like, "That I don't fucking care."
3: Yeah, they got Bobby like <laughs> in the in the rec room or whatever. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> Jubilee is watching a little bit of a confrontation happening right now, and she's like, "Hey, uh, what the fuck is going on with these guys?" I feel like there's a little bit of tension, and we're like, "Yeah, no shit, Jubilee." And uh, Beast gives a little explanation.
0: What's with those two? I've never seen the professor so angry. It's a surrogate father-son dynamic with unresolved issues of dominance. Mm. Beast in English? Bobby likes to question authority. Uh,
2: Say no more. Also, like, what about that was hard to understand, Jubilee?
1: This is why you can't fly jets. Yeah, you this is
2: drive. why you can't fly jets.
3: You, you couldn't understand what Beast said when he said that there's a like, father-son dynamic. Like, yeah.
2: Uh, and by the way, this scene, I'm going to get into this already because I'm pissed off. Do it. So Cyclops, we've seen him going against Professor Xavier for the past couple see episodes. Side. You think you would understand where Bobby's coming from. Exactly. Especially now that he's been pissed with Charles and he's been like, listen, you little fucker. You don't blah, 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 blah. But, but right now he's like, Bobby, you respect Professor
3: Xavier. It's because he's got beef with Bobby that goes back. Oh, true. It's, That's the thing. It, it's unresolved because he still is resentful for when Bobby originally quit the team and took another person with him when he did it, which yeah. we'll get to later. But yeah, Psych is pissed about that. Also,
2: Wolverine says this, and I don't remember what he says it in response to.
3: Ooh them fighting words oh it's because uh <laughs> oh because say? bobby
2: said that everyone who stays
1: with professor x is being good soldier boys oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no of, he, he's like, he's like pointedly
3: Ooh. talking about cyclops i feel where he's just like yeah i, I you know i chose to think for myself instead mm-hmm. of being a, a good little baby soldier and Ooh. uh yeah this is the point where him and cyclops are like they're fully jacked both arms cranked about to. F- Punch each other out. Yeah, you know when in, kiss, like before kiss.
2: fights when people pose for a picture and they're like facing each other with their arms cocked. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. Yeah, and imagine that. Awesome.
3: Iceman on one side, Cyclops on the other, and Xavier right in the middle of them.
2: Check our Instagram. That's that's gonna be the first or second picture. I guarantee it.
1: Bobby calls Cyclops an apple polisher, meaning don't well, get didn't oh, get that. I love oh, that. I
3: get it. Oh yeah, he's he's Oh for pet. teacher. Oh that's yeah, because he's like don't push me, I push back, and he's like all right, apple polisher. Like Iceman rocks. He's like he's. Cyclops getting slammed. he's got a quip for everything he's got a comeback has he for been everything. wrong yet like i kind of agree with him yeah well no. he's like so he, so yeah, I, I, xavier
2: I agree with is like dude you cannot go back to this compound you have to promise if you're gonna leave just be chill like don't go back there and he's like i cannot promise you that he's like i'm my own guy
3: like i'm my own person i'm not your student anymore like you can't tell me what to do
2: right and they're asking him like why are you why do you keep going to this place and he's like also, can't tell you that. None of your fucking business. Your That's business. why I like, left here, and I got nothing to do he's with like, you. I
3: owe you no explanations for
2: my actions, bald boy. And as Bobby is walking away, Uh-oh. Charles says, "No, actually, no," and traps him in the Shiar cylinder thing that we put Apocalypse in.
3: Yeah, he presses a button on his little wheelchair, his, uh, his electro chair. Well, it's goes, not even the same. Whoa. It's not the same one from Apocalypse. It's, it's Esson, the same technology. He learned
1: it from the Morlock Tunnel spaceship. And he designed it to promote healing. So he like
3: It's an anti gravity chamber is what we call. Yeah, so
1: he he said I designed it to promote healing and then Professor X used it for nefarious purposes. As a prison. Not as the
3: apocalypse one.
1: No, it's a different one.
3: It is a different one, but it's all Shi'ar tech. Yeah, it is. So it doesn't. They wanted to make the Borglock ship relevant, mean though. something
1: because it didn't.
3: Honestly, it, did, <laughs> it didn't oh. tie to anything. Oh, that's. Oh, well, that actually. Honestly, that's yeah. not a bad explanation yeah. for how the X Men have all the Shi'ar tech what it because is. they found the ship earlier. Oh. They've just been pulling information from that beast. Has been studying it. Oh, that's cool. To bring it to Xavier. Yeah, I, I like that. But I also I don't like what Xavier used it for, which is yeah. like not yeah. a good thing for it,
2: torture.
1: It. He says it. He says it was designed to promote healing, and he's watching Bobby like float in it, like trapped. In and later, uh, I and I later, Xavier's Bobby's like,
3: like <laughs> ah,
2: like he's getting hurt by it somehow.
3: Yeah. Well, he's trying to escape it, but he just can't. Yeah. He's, he's floating inside of it. Um.
2: And Jubilee, we cut to Jubilee. She does a little sneak away. Okay.
3: She's like, you know, I gotta,
2: I gotta go return some videotapes. And <laughs> she, we see her pull up Cerebro, and she's like, Hey, Cerebro, can you? Can you activate some old like video archives from a certain date? And Cerebro's like, yes, I can do that. And she's like, hey, quiet G- welcome, G-
1: Professor X. Would you like to see your new, <laughs> your normal nude gene photo? Oh
3: God!
2: <laughs> you know what's funny when you just said that? I imagine Professor X nude, except in jeans and not <laughs> jean gray. Um,
3: Topless Xavier just wearing the jeans. Yeah. So
2: Cerebro pulls up an old video. We don't know from when exactly, but There's it's the sixties. Yeah. It's it's. It's Gene Cyclops Iceman and Beast and Beast. Human but human beast. Beast is not beast blue. Beast does not have his blue. He's just a guy.
3: He doesn't turn blue Andrew, in the comics until much much later. Yeah. Why is call him Beast at that time? That's pretty
2: offensive. Yeah. <laughs>
3: because he was <laughs> very he can do No, because he was beastly. He had <laughs> <Fuck> like you. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> He was
2: walking on his hands in the video.
3: He had big arms and legs. Uh, so there's there was this period in the comics near the run when X-Men was starting to kind of almost end in the late 60s because the comics were not selling very well. Where they started to put in these like two or three page back issues of like, here's Beast's origin story of how a Beast came to be. And you'll, you'll love this because Beast's origin story was that his dad worked at a nuclear power plant facility and his job was slamming rods. (gasps) He was the guy responsible for putting the control rods into the nuclear power plant to keep it under control. And he got exposed to so much radiation that when he had a son, it was Beast. And Beast was technically born with his, his crazy hands and feet. Dude, it makes and his, sense and his that super strength.
1: Beast wants to put his rod in a vessel and yeah. has an affinity for machine.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. He's born out of slamming rods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait,
2: so so at this point in this video that we're but watching, anyway, yes. what's his mutation? That his mutation, super strong yeah, and, he's like,
3: got all the Beast powers. Uh, he's just not blue and furry. That didn't why happen why that until happen? later in the 70s when uh, I, there was an issue where he was essentially, it's an issue of actually the comic X-Factor. Um, with the team, which we may or I woke later. up in beast mode. He did wake oh. up in beast mode. No, there was um. This is Drake's fault. There was a uh. They kind of do a version of it in X Men First Class, where they were basically working on a way to um, like suppress mutant powers, and uh, I, I believe that's what it was, or and it might, have been, or it might have classic. been a potion where it was supposed to bring out mutant powers. But anyway, he ends up taking it to save it from like getting into the wrong hands or something like that. And it ends up transforming him into the blue fur monster beast. Ah! But then he has another mutation later, and that was the first time they really got into the concept of, like, secondary mutations, because later on in the comics, too, he undergoes another transformation where he starts to look more almost like a lion, and then there's another future version of Beast where he grows horns out of his head. Cow?
2: More like cow.
3: Like ram's horns,
2: almost. (laughs) Beast more like cow. (laughs) Gosh,
3: um,
1: I think, so, anyway, I think, yeah, they, uh, they. Professor X is like Lauren Michaels in this situation because this video footage is just like them auditioning for him and like showing off their powers. But Gene just like puts <laughs> her hands on her hips and glows. Yeah, you Cyclops see like a little salutes. telekinetic force. Yeah, field. he just
2: he doesn't Cyclops do anything. Salutes and then Bobby slides out and uh they and, reveal juggles out. and juggles ice. They reveal that he was the
3: second member of the X Men in this. So he was Cyclops, then Bobby, which is also like the comic. Yeah. They had to recruit. They go through recruiting all of them. It's, it's pretty. And, and Cerebro
1: says. I'm starting to think it's going to be hard to adapt uh, the MCU. Like, why does he name himself Cyclops? Because like, he's, he's got one, one eye. I, I get that. I oh, get okay. that. But, like, th- think about the moment in the movie where someone says, like, they're either, he's either going
2: to have to be previously named Cyclops or. This is what I mean. Like, you don't do the origin. No. Yeah, yeah, you that. never yeah, do the origin. Can't. Or just be like, you I'm Cyclops. Because they're going to be like, huh, you got one eye? And that's well, what I'm saying. Like, it's so bad. Uh, and they're going like, <laughs> to And then Jean Grey's just Jean storm. Grey. Dude, beast, storm is beast is You know Storm's going to show up. She's going to be flying with, like, a fucking cloud. And they're going to be like, hmm, someone brought the Storm. And, they're like, and she's like...
3: No, they're not going to do it. It's, they shouldn't they do any that. to be a team already. It's, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be dimension stuff. It's going to be reality-changing so. stuff where it's just like we're going to enter, I think, after Secret Wars or during Secret Wars or whatever. It's just like the X-Men are just going to be there as the X-Men. Or
2: they're like a year into the school or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Well, it's similar
1: to this show where Wolverine's like already there but like yeah. he's not a new. He's not like an old member. I mean, I
3: think the first X Men movie did it the way anyone should yeah, do it, yeah, where yeah, it's like you have Wolverine, Wolverine or a new member, audience. or or yeah. your Kitty Pride or your Rogue mm-hmm. or whoever that stand-in is coming into the X Men, being like, "Whoa, what is this Jubilee. world? Who are these
1: people?" Eric Lewall does say in the book that Wolverine and Jubilee function as that in this episode, where they're just like us yeah. trying to understand yeah. what the old, learning X-Men. the history with Iceman. Yeah. Well,
2: speaking of, uh, Cerebro says to Jubilee in this scene. This is, you know, that's Bobby. He had high potential and low discipline, which is a weird thing for a computer to say.
3: But as he says it, we see why, because he slides on into that video and sticks his little tongue out. Blue tongue.
2: He says, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a goofball. And then uh, Wolverine loudly walks into the room and Jubilee says, oh, I didn't hear you. Well, she's, she's he. He walks
3: in as she's like, "Ooh, he's kind of he's kind of hot." Oh yeah, Spice man guys.
2: So kinda, kinda double audience. dose, Sexy. double
1: dose of Jubilee crushing heart.
2: Yeah, our audience. Um, does Eric Gleewald say anything about
3: this? In the book? Yeah, between Longshot and this back to back episodes where Jubilee is just <laughs> thirsting over spoilers. There's
2: great action at the end of this episode, and I bet you in the book Eric Gleewald is like. This episode is great because Jubilee got to get her second kiss. not going to lie. Actually, not a kiss. Sorry, a pat on the head. Yeah, from, <laughs> He from includes
1: Bobby. a full paragraph about how his professor was named Robert Drake, and it was a meaningful professor to him and his friend. And he says to That's open science. it, like, this is has nothing to do with anything with X-Men in the animated series. I did not include that here. It's just a coincidence. But he does not mention
2: much about the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know it was a professor. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine, uh, Bob. Uh,
3: yeah, as Wolverine walks in. He's uh, equipped he to Jubilee. Well, you got to be careful about pretty packages, because oh. what's inside is usually trouble. And I would know from firsthand experience, because I'm pretty hot, but I'm also very uh, troubled.
1: Yeah, is Wolverine hot? That's a good question. I don't know, because he's not supposed to be hot. He's right. not.
2: I don't think he' really, really supposed to be he attractive. He's got to be like his, hunchbacked and like. When you see him in his cowboy stuff, he, he's like. I don't know. I don't think he's great. He's also like four feet.
3: I mean, he does have a lot of love interests, but I think they're more attached to just his, like... That's him going Heather? after people. His Actually, feral brutality. Uh, you know? Fucking,
2: like, what's-her-face? Well, Yuriko. Yuriko is a catch. You've
3: got Yuriko, Heather, Heather. and Jean. Right. And any others? No. Yuriko, I mean, not in the show, but in the comics, there's Saber several tip. others.
2: Yuriko turned herself <laughs> into a fucking, like, machine after he left her, so he must have been slamming rods She wanted. Well. She wanted
3: to be more like him.
2: He was slamming rods. Uh, Bobby, we find out that Bobby was, this is where we officially find out that yeah. Wolverine was Never not around. Yeah. yeah. Bobby was there before Wolverine and Jubilee says, Hey, you know what? You're actually kind of like this guy.
3: You're both dangerous. You're both yeah. rebels. You're both and Wolverine's hot. like,
2: what the fuck are you talking about? But I think he does take it to heart a little bit. And he's like, huh, maybe I will befriend this guy later. Time will tell. You remember the best Bobby
1: and Logan scene from the X-Men movies? Yes. Everyone knows what I'm talking
2: about. Oh, I know exactly.
3: Remind me. X2. When they're, it's late at night, they can't sleep. Mm -hmm. They go to the, he's looking for a beer in the fridge. Bobby blows on it. Oh,
2: yeah. He's looking for a beer,
3: but but they can't find a beer. They only have soda, but it's in the pantry. Mm He pulls it out. Do you mind? Iceman.
1: And then Wolverine goes on to kill a bunch of dudes that invade the place, and it's an awesome scene. That movie rocks. Isn't that
2: Colossus in that scene? Am I making yes, them, he am is. I combining things? Yeah, yeah,
3: Wolverine sends Colossus to like get the students to safety. Yeah. And so it's, co- it's what a Colossus and Rogue, <laughs> I think, who are running to get the kids to safety. I or remember something, being something blown like that. away
1: that Wolverine was going around just stabbing them in the chest. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, shit, he's getting them. It was sick.
3: Oh, yeah. that whole fight scene with the, against the guards and the, yeah. yeah. Just like and subscribe if
2: you want us to do a live watch along with all of the X-Men movies. We'll do a live commentary track. Live commentary. What we
3: could do is a live commentary track for every movie and we'll record it in real time as yes. we're watching it. And you sync up. And you can sync it up. Like okay, that. we'll do that after this. We'll after do that when we're done five. with the with the show
2: after season five in two thousand twenty seven. Tune in, subscribe to <laughs> X
3: Boys Pod and Twitter and Instagram, and email us at xboyspod at gmail. Now,
2: guys, we're cutting back to Bobby and his little cylinder cave of or whatever. we cut back to Bobby and his little. <laughs> hey, despite all of his rage, shit. he's still a rat in the cage. And and Beast comes in and he's like, what is he? Want to give him like a book? He's like, hey, brought you some food. This
3: is where he really looks like he's in pain, too. Yes. He's like, Yeah, he's like screaming, trying to get out. And Beast's so like, ha, 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 Want some food? Yeah, he plays good cop with him.
2: And uh he's talking to him for a little bit, and Bobby's being a little, you know, uh, understandably a little uh cold to his KG like cold to his warmness.
3: <laughs> but yeah, this is the first time Beast brings up Lorna. Lorna,
2: woo, Gosh, the new crush we of the X boys. We used to see her a little bit this episode. She's hot as hell.
3: <laughs> we love uh, Lorna, ooh, played oh. by Emma Dumont on The Gifted. Uh, great oh, character. Oh, I thought you meant
2: the voice actress. I was like, huh? no,
3: no, no. On the t- television series The Gifted, Emma Dumont played her, and she oh. was a pretty good. Lorna. The show was all tell, right. Tell us about Lorna. What's her? What's Should her we video? reveal
2: who she is in in superhero fashion?
3: we can wait till later I okay. Think. okay yeah when she when she appears in superhero fashion
2: yeah because right now this is a mystery we do not know who Lorna is but beast asked bobby hey
3: where is lorna by the way in just... a very nice way and he's and immediately like, what the fuck are you talking about dude?
2: Get out, don't say that to me. this has nothing to do with her
3: shut up shut up and we reveal that jubilee is listening to all of this i'm sorry hank i can't tell you by the way where's lorna this has nothing to do with lorna
2: Who's Lorna? Don't ask that, Julie.
3: Yeah. Well, thankfully, they don't hear Jubilee, even though she says that aloud to herself. But Beast is finally able to coax the backstory out of Bobby. He gets Um, a little
2: story out of him.
3: And now it's story time. Do we have that story time? I don't, so let's tell it. All right, here's the story time. Yeah. So Bobby explains that, you know, he always tried to please Xavier, but no matter what he did, it wouldn't work. We see footage of them fighting. Uh, what the, was that? The Super Adaptoid. Oh. Have we seen that before? Yeah, in season, I want to say two or three, there was a, was a flashback with Cyclops fighting it in the old X Men yes. office. It's um, a big green, And I explained, knight yeah, he has all robot. the powers of the Avengers, basically. It's a robot with the powers of the Avengers. In oh, it.
2: like Free Guy.
3: Sure. Um, <laughs> the end of Free Guy. Of that movie. You, you making me remember that Dude, movie. Dude, I yes. love
2: Free Guy. Okay. Taika YTT in that movie, EE. Sick.
3: He's riffing oh, on a so level. so in comics,
1: he actually looks like the Avengers. Like he's different parts of yeah, No,
3: he is quite literally has all the powers of the Avengers. Free guy. Um, and he he goes through like an existential crisis, and the X Men help him through it. Um, but or no, I might be mixing. No, I'm mixing him up with Mimic. With free- oh, okay. Because they fight him. They fight Super Adaptoid with Mimic. Anyway, okay, that's pointless and stupid. Oh, has nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we see the Adaptoid blast a woman dressed in green and with green hair.
2: Whoa, hot.
3: And her powers, it's almost like she's a green magneto.
2: And all of us go, whoa, hot.
3: Anyway, Bobby says that uh, after she almost died, that's when he left. Um, yeah, they were they an item. Yeah, and, and Lorna, she left with him. Um, you know, Xavier looks pissed in this flashback. We see them outside of Xavier Mansion, as Bobby's explaining this. Xavier's kind of pointing to be like, get out of here then, you, you twerp." I don't know why I made it sound like Wolverine. But...
2: Bobby gives him the finger, walks away. I mean, yeah. And then we see that they, they're adapting to a new life. He as... became
3: a public accountant and lived yeah. a normal life with her. And we see them at the Santa Monica Pier. They're... Yeah,
2: hold on, Andrew. Before we see them at the Santa Monica here, we see them at his office job, and <laughs> he has flowers for Lorna. And she says, wow, thank you. And then Lorna walks into his office and shuts the door. They had sex at work? Mm-hmm. These guys are crazy. They, I love they They're just like normal human lives. These two wild cards. Yeah, they were living a life without powers. They yeah. wanted to try and fit in with normal society and forget their responsibilities. However... Or at least... Bobby did.
3: Bobby did, and then Lorna, she missed it. She figured, you know, look, with, I, I heard what Uncle Ben said. With great power comes great responsibility, and we've—
2: I heard this guy, Uncle Ben, say this <laughs> on the news and, or
3: something. And we should probably use our powers, you know, for the greater good. I am kind of miss being a superhero, and Bobby does not at all. She's like, what? Um what, are you a nerd? So she—and he, he's like, you're, you're sounding a lot like Xavier right now, and I don't think I like that. And she's like, well, I don't think I like you. You can leave. And <gasps> Bobby's like, fine. And they break up. But Bobby quickly comes to his senses, tries to win her back, comes back to his ho- to her house to find the place wrecked. She's what gone. The heck? And he f- all he could find was a note that said Kirby Glen, the storage depot. What the and we're caught up. We're back to the present. I
1: have some issues with this, by the way. We'll talk yeah. about this later. But I think it's worth talking about her powers now, though, Andrew. Like, what's her deal?
3: I mean, she's Magneto. She's She can control metal. Magnetism. Wait, can that's we, it? Give me more. She can that's what she does that's really? what she can do it's a, technically it's electromagnetism ah uh, it's not uh, just that's magnets. why her hair is so she can also mess with wide. electromagnetic <laughs> waves as well um why and, is she green and uh,
2: she has green lipstick wh- and hair everybody because she's a mutant
3: I mean that's why she's mm. green Whoa, you know cool. um I don't have a full got to say her I wanted more though. powers out of her right? I mean I can explain in the comics how she's introduced if you guys are interested in that i am yeah sure why not so she was introduced as a latent mutant. Psych? Where I'm to she... meet
2: you. Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs>
3: You're so mean. No, I really am actually very <laughs> interested in this. <laughs> where she was a latent mutant. Where, um, and this was again towards the end of that initial X-Men run before the book got canceled essentially, mm. and they just started doing reruns for five years before Claremont took over, or before Len Wein kicked it off and Claremont took over. But anyway, Wein. <laughs> Late '60s.
1: God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Go on, seriously, I'm I'm in. She was introduced as a
3: latent mutant where she was a a woman living her normal life. She did not uh, fully have mutant powers, but she did have green hair as a mutation, and she would hide it by dyeing her hair brown. However, the villain Mesmero created a device not unlike the device Magneto creates in the first X-Men movie where his whole thing was, I'm going to turn everyone into mutants, whereas this was, I'm going to draw all of the latent mutants, which are people who have the X-gene in them have the potential for a mutation, but it never appeared. I think that's cool. That's a cool move. I would be tr- so psyched if that happened He to me. triggers that. She gets this power of magnetism, and she kind of is a villain almost at first. She's kind of a... Not necessarily a foe of the X-Men, but she's not with them. But Bobby, he gets a big-time crush on her. And they eventually do... Are They eventually are able to recruit her into the X-Men, even though other people are trying to... Um, turn her essentially into Magneto, like mm-hmm. the princess of, of magnetism. They call her Ooh. Magnetrix for a while. Magnetrix. Um, and it's not until eventually Eric the Red actually ends up calling her Polaris in a, in a fight, and she she's starts... She's like, I like that. Exactly. <laughs> no, literally, because she asked him, she's like, stop calling me Magnetrix. That name is fucking stupid. And then he says Polaris, and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. You I'm going to be so Polaris now. So she has kind of an on-again, off-again relationship with the X-Men for a while, where she was on the team for a period. Um, she... And Bobby and her, they both eventually end up leaving um, kind of around the same time. When this new X-Men team is introduced, Bobby's like, Well, Xavier, you've got these new X-Men. You don't need me anymore. I'm going to go off on my own. Like I'm a grown-ass man now. I don't need you. So he leaves on his own. Eventually, he has all of these solo adventures. And him and Lorna do—it's like the comics where they do both leave together and they live normal lives as humans, Mm -hmm. and she wants to come back to use her powers— for good again, and he eventually does come back on the team, X-Factor. And this team is uh, Gene, Beast, Cyclops, Angel, and... Iceman, it's the original 5X-Men, oh, back oh, together right. under the disguise of X-Factor. Ooh. When the world believed them all to be dead. Um and so yeah, they they come back as this sort of like they they introduce themselves as an anti-mutant team where they're like we're going to go fight mutant terrorists, but what they actually do is they secretly like rescue mutants in trouble. That's cool. Um, I love that. But, but to they the public they funding of the, yeah, of the, the government, government and stuff and they they are, yeah. And so that team lasts all throughout the 80s. That's when Apocalypse is introduced all in, up and up through the 90s. And there's this sort of Muir Island saga that sort of happens involving Legion and some other characters Mm -hmm. that bring together all of these different teams, the New Mutants, the X-Men, X-Factor, et cetera. And in the wake of that, we get the second iteration of the X-Factor team, which we might be meeting in a few minutes. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of the long and short of it. (laughs) But yeah, and it's later revealed that she's the daughter of Magneto. Look what Rob just sent me. Wow.
2: How weird is that? Uh
3: time traveling Rob just sent Henry a text. Oh, wow. Of a Marvel snap is, card of the, old
2: school beast. This is the beast that I have too and I love him. And so I had always seen this and I was like, what the hell is going on? And now I know. Yeah, he undergoes a second mutation. Guys, if you're listening to this, Rob just predicted the episode that we were talking about by sending me a text. Uh he is from the future. He <laughs> is Bishop.
3: He knew that we were recording this episode at this time.
2: So, so. first of all, Incredible comic knowledge, Andrew. I want to say that was incredible. You listed off a lot, and I was fully engaged the entire time. (laughs) I'm
3: sure our audience was too. I Um, love that. Anyway, back in the present, uh, yeah, Bobby's just like, look, I just can't trust Xavier. And And he says,
2: well, listen, dude, you have to or else he's not going to let you out. He's a little bit kooky. So just say, hey, man. I I trust you. I I trust you. You're cool. I like your bald head. Everything's (laughs) cool about you. I love you. Just say that to Xavier. I'll let you free. And you know what? Compliment his robot Cerebro. He thinks it's really cool. Just say, I actually like the voice choice that you picked.
3: Also, give him a kiss on the forehead. Yes, he loves My that. My favorite. <laughs> but Beast, yeah, he's speaking from experience, he says, without trust, the world would be a lonely place. You got to learn to trust Xavier. You're never going to leave this prison, and we're going to keep torturing you. Okay, buddy? All right, bye. <laughs> we're going to use Shear technology yeah. to torture you until you <laughs> cave. Okay.
2: <laughs> so he walks out. He's walked down the hallway, and he's like, oh, oops, I still have this book that I wanted to give him. <laughs> and he turns around. but so And then as we see... Bobby in the other room the the force field comes down and he's like oh cool and he runs out so Beast walks back in and Bobby's he's like gone. Bobby's gone what the heck so we know someone mysteriously let him out do we don't actually see Jubilee do this though right we see Jubilee noting Beast leaving and, and yes we assume that she's okay the one. that's what I thought because I was I had to rewatch it I was like what? How, how did this even happen there's a lot I of assumed. stuff that kind
3: of moves fast in this yeah. episode I'm I, fine with it by oh the way. yeah yeah are,
1: why are you on Are you on his side at this point? Who? Bobby's? Yeah. Oh, I've been on his side the whole episode. I I don't think he's doing much I firmly
3: believe he should not be held prisoner by the X-Men. I mean, no one should be. Maybe Sabretooth. That was the justified one because he's a psychopath, but... Definitely this point, but I think also what John's saying is, like,
2: we don't really know what this base is, the depot. He, He might be, like... Just being a. All fucking we know terrorist. is that it's a
3: U.S. military site. Yeah. And he's trying to break in for reasons. So technically,
2: unknown. that's probably bad.
3: I inherently trust him only because he. He was like the one person strong enough to be like, I'm leaving the X Men because I, I don't like all yeah. of this and I don't want to be a part of it anymore. And, I, and we saw him trying to pursue a happy life with his with the love of his life. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but now, if you but got here's...
1: cool ice surfing powers, you can't just sit on those powers. I yeah. agree with Lorna there. That is true. You got to surf, you gotta surf you gotta and surf. Save. You got
3: to let other people surf with you too. Um, I mean, it's also safe to assume at this point that it has to do with Lorna, even though he says it doesn't. I, I think he's probably looking for her and af- mm-hmm. afraid that because he, he the one clue that she left behind was this depot so we know that her disappearance is tied to it in some capacity I think it's justified I
2: love surf what I love surf I love surf I love surf
3: I, love surf. I love surf
2: okay thanks Drake <laughs> so cut to Kirby Glenn <laughs> Bobby, yeah, and Jubilee is next to Bobby. Yeah, they're just surveilling so, the place. There's your answer. Yeah,
3: um, and he he tells her to stay put, and we know if there's one thing Jubilee hates being told, it's to stay put. And she, but yeah,
2: normally people are like, no, f- like stop, please go away. Yeah. Like you you're not a part of this. And Bobby's like all right <laughs> yeah she, like, no she's like she makes
1: a good point she's like i just saved you you'd still be locked up and he's like yeah oh, all right fine fuck it i kind of like your spunk
2: it's yeah. nice it's I, not I'm, the most I'm responsible
3: cool thing to do but you know what it's bobby and he's like look i don't like being told what to do you can do whatever you want jubes
2: and he says okay you can help take out that security camera by the way he could have done that himself
3: yeah he's being nice because we saw him do it in the opening he's doing he's his like, own like, little about, x-men school hey how about you take out that security yeah. camera you get in there and get she does there. it
2: great is it a lot louder than what Iceman would have done? Scare yes, him. She goes, okay, I got it. <laughs> it's like fireworks. Yeah, to take out one she does camera. that.
3: He freezes the fence. We're seeing some good teamwork between the two of them. They shatter their way through the fence. Hey, yeah. that was a piece of cake. But Jubilee with a great quip here and were the crumbs because the military has descended upon them. Or Was it the military? No. No, 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 no. sorry.
2: No. We don't know who these guys are. <laughs> we don't are. know who this is, but somebody... They get Thumbs zapped
3: in. by some shadowy figures. Yeah. Now, what the heck? It's like hmm. a yellow,
2: uh, like, ultra beam.
3: Yellow circular beams hit them, and they, yeah. go, they go down. Ouch. Cut to the blackbird, and of, Cyclops is pissed. Of
1: course, Cyclops is pissed again, and he's assuming the worst. He's assuming, for some reason, that Iceman took Jubilee captive, and that doesn't really make sense.
0: This is Drake's fault, not yours. He has no respect for anyone. Give him an order. He ignores it. Scott... Losing Bobby again has made me realize that sometimes good leadership is knowing when not to give orders. Don't
1: worry. Guys. Well, Cyclops is really good at that.
2: Yeah. Xavier finally Xavier. learning. Xavier.
3: Incredible. The error of his ways. Incredible. I love he's, it. He's He's growing,
2: maybe. Well, actually, I don't know if we can say this already, because he already locked up Bobby in a fucking cylinder because he doesn't want to i keep saying cylinder no
3: but he's (laughs) he learned from that he's like well he escaped and you know honestly i probably shouldn't have kept him in that now looking back on my decisions that was probably not the right move what was that previous
1: professor x quote of a good leader knows blank
3: gene's lying in there because you sent us in
0: blind against something that almost destroyed us because you failed to warn us had all the information then available a good leader doesn't have to be warned to be on his guard are you saying it's mm. my fault? What happened to Jane? If I might interject.
2: Thanks, Ooh. Beast. Woo, close call. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe growth for Professor. He, he's still a little penis. Whoa. So.
3: <laughs> I, I like the growth in this episode. <laughs> no, me too. The me penis too. growth.
2: I, I got to see more to believe it, though.
3: Yeah, okay, sure. That's fair. But yeah, Wolverine and Beast quickly piece together what happened. They're like, look, Jubilee probably just overheard what Beast was talking about with him, and just felt bad for him and let him free. Like that's the most likely scenario.
2: And Cyclops is like, "No, he's a kidnapper and a murderer. It's
3: all Drake's fault. I hate <laughs> Drake. His songs suck, and he's a creep who who grooms yeah. young girls." <laughs> so
2: they they're infiltrating uh uh Glenn 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 I'm Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Ross. Ross. Yes. And the cameras catch them, and on the other side of the cameras, who the fuck do we see? It's Forge.
3: Forge, younger. He doesn't have gray hair.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the first
3: time we're meeting present-day Forge, because la- if you guys remember, last time we saw him was in the future.
2: Was for the future, yeah. Him and, and Bishop
3: being buddies trying to yeah. send Bishop back in time on increasingly convoluted missions to save While the- bonding
1: over Wolverine's bones presented yeah. in front of them, which I have some theories about
2: those bones now. Tell? Oh No, no. Well, okay. Let's, let's go on. So, young Forge, who pretty much looks the same age. Uh, says to, you know, security, he's basically like, hey, tell security, stay out of this. We we got this. And we're like, who the fuck is we? Oh, my God. I'm starting to freak out. I'm sweating a little bit, and I am excited.
3: Well, you know who else is sweating and also excited? Jubilee and Bobby trapped inside that warehouse. They're tied up in chairs. Jubilee. I don't know if they're
2: excited. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think Jubilee's a little excited. Yeah, maybe to be tied up next to a crushy next crush, little crush. Um, but yeah, she sees uh, boxes that say "Mutant Project" on them. This mutant. is not looking good. This is reminding me of Night of the Sentinels when she was kidnapped by Master Trask. Mold.
2: Is in one of those. She says that's gross. It Ew. does sound
3: gross. Yeah, the Mutant Project. Ew! And she tries to use her powers, her her fireworks powers, to bust out. But she's got metal mittens on. What the heck? She can't. She tries to blast him and they can't. But good thing Iceman can because they didn't put metal mittens on him.
2: But that means these people must know something about them. Yeah. If she's got or they were just watching her, you know, fucking They saw the security, security footage. footage. Yeah. But she says something like they must have read the textbook on the fucking boys over here. But uh anyway, it's like Bob- they skipped my chapter. Another example of like, you know, Cyclops just blasting his shackles free in Sinister's lair. Oh, Bobby yeah. is just like, "Oh, all good. I'll just I'm freeze just, out of
3: this. I'm a flex and bust out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm a ice and bust out of here, <laughs> which he does. He, he, he ices up, freezes his shackles off and then freezes Jubilees off. And yeah. they're, they're free. They're about to head to the door. Yeah. Everything's fine. All, All right. We're going to escape and Bam. Wolverine jumps through the door. <laughs> yeah. Blasting or uh, tackles him, tackling Bobby to the ground. Um the other X-boys run in, Psyche and, and and Beast, and Psych is pissed off at her. She's like, "How could you betray the X-Men and set him free?" Yeah. Um
2: And doesn't Charles interject here? He goes, "I, uh, I shouldn't have basically I no, shouldn't." Jubilee
3: talks back to him. Oh. Right? I think Jubilee talks back and she's like, "Look, he needed the X-Men, but the team was too busy condemning him." condemning bobby to realize that he just needed your guys's help like yeah
2: and doesn't xavier say I, I was i was being a father figure again but what i should have been is a friend
3: yes yeah because mm-hmm. it, it looks like syke's about to like beat her up like yeah. he's getting fired <laughs> yes, up he's really pissed and xavier <laughs> chimes in he's like no like jubilee's right dude like the cyclops just taking a lot of l's this episode
2: and as soon as xavier, <laughs> he's back to taking l's I'm, I, should say. I don't think they even show this but i'm sure as, as soon as xavier said that cyclops is like oh yeah right well Okay, whatever you say, man.
3: Yeah, and uh, yeah, Xavier's like, look, I should have stopped acting like a headmaster and started acting like a friend because he's he is no longer my student. Like,
2: and hey, guys, this sounds great. Our X-Men have finally come together. More growth for Xavier. <laughs> this is
3: really cool, but then...
2: Dun, 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 dun.
3: Dun, 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 dun. Hate to bust up the therapy <laughs> session, but your hour is up. Did <laughs> she say
2: that? Yeah, that's the line. <laughs> so this, some guy flies in. Mr. Blondie boy. You know what? I have a clip from later in the episode when Forge introduces everybody. Should I just play that now?
3: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we need to get because we're going to talk so, about all of them. So. so it's X Factor. A
2: bunch of guys and gals come come standing up at the top of these boxes, and they look awesome.
3: Yeah, we'll set the table a little bit. They're in a warehouse, giant warehouse yeah. full of boxes, and there's some windows up at the top and. Yeah, the, this whole team is standing sort of at the, on top of this mountain and, of boxes. And they have X's. Little X's on their chest. on
2: their chest. Now, that's interesting.
3: And they also have a similar blue and yellow color scheme.
2: Um. So, here I'm just going to play a quick little intro. Here are all the character names.
0: I am Forge. That is Havoc. Multiple Man, Strong Guy,
3: Quicksilver,
2: <laughs> Wolf's Bane.
3: Yeah, that's the team. That's X-Factor.
2: And in this case... John and I, we don't have to spread our expertise on what these powers do. We know what these guys do because they are putting their powers on full display.
3: As soon as they come into this episode, it's pretty much action until the episode ends. It's, it's like, awesome. It's like five to seven minutes of just straight action, and I love it. I and love it.
2: Yeah. It starts with Havoc throwing some light. What You know what, Andrew? Can you actually explain Havoc? I have some issues with Havoc. I just don't really know what he does. I don't get his powers he- fully.
3: Cyclops right he's Cyclops but with hands essentially and out of his he can also shoot it out of his chest but he also can shoot it from his hands he gets it so in the comics he's the the big thing with his powers is that he was not able to control them should I reveal who he actually is yes I think it's important because
2: we're about to find out but also I just want to say the only experience I have with Havoc is from First Class the movie yes Alex Summers and that's when
3: he does his little Mambo dance. He is Scott Summers' younger brother. Yeah. Uh, in the in the movies, they made him the older brother, but in the comics he's his younger brother now and why
2: does he do the little
3: waste mambo in the movies <laughs> don't know i don't know what you're talking not about not a great explanation Dude, he has to like his whole thing is that he has like oh. rings that he like throws and that's not really it it's like it's so weird oh, i forgot about that he has it's to like, build up they were like, trying energy. to do this thing of where he couldn't control his powers which is true to the comics he literally could not control the outburst but the problem is that in the comics that made him like a walking bomb essentially mm. And and where the energy would just come out from all directions. But what he learns to do is to channel it. And what happens is he gets a suit from uh, one of the Trasks. I think it's like Larry Trask or something. Larry
2: Trask. (laughs) Nice to meet you.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's in the middle of yet another sentinel plot in this comic storyline where uh, he he goes Trask basically, it's like a deal with the devil. He's like, look, man, you're going to work for me. I can give you a suit that can contain and control this power, but you've got to work for me. And he's like, all right, fine. Of course, in that story, the X-Men bust in, save him, get him out, and he gets to keep the suit that Trask designed for him that allows him to channel that raw... It's its solar energy. Mm. It's, it's kinetic force energy, solar energy, like Cyclops' was for a very long time, because... There's been a couple explanations for Cyclops' powers. One of them is the eye portal thing, which was in the official Marvel handbook. And if but you that remember, was, Charlie did not like that. Which was never officially confirmed in the comics, but because it was in the Marvel handbook, it was considered canon. Um, in the comics, they they tend to make it more about solar rate, like energy. Like that. him, Cyclops, and Havoc are essentially batteries that can store it's up absorbed, solar energy, yeah. and they can shoot it through their bodies. havocs was uncontrolled for a while. Cyclops also uncontrolled in a different way. And they both have to have special devices that help them control. So their we've powers.
1: met Havoc's dad as well.
3: We have, if Corsair. you guys remember, Corsair, the Summers brothers. So they had brother, they had Papa two Summers. sons. That
1: they he doesn't mention his other son. He's just like, <laughs> he's like, man, I really miss my my one
3: son. And spoiler alert for this episode, yeah, they never piece together that yeah. they're brothers because. Well, it's the same. Yeah, we see them later in this fight scene, and we don't have to go through all the specifics. But there are a few moments I do want to highlight. Yeah, for sure. Where. Havoc and Cyclops blast against each other and their powers don't work. And the only other time we saw that was against Sean Cassidy and Black Tom Cassidy yep. who used their powers together, who were brothers in the show, cousins in the comics. And we know that uh, mutant siblings' powers tend to cancel each other out. I like this. I like that they don't spell it out for us. I, do, it tickles, I, I think it
1: tickles
2: them. I, yeah. I think that's the, can- <laughs> kind of like, Ooh. the lore. If they blast Ooh. each other point blank. Nothing happens. And they're like, what the heck's going on?
3: Yeah. I do wish... I, I wish there was moments later on or whatever where they get to... I hope... In the future of this show, they get to realize that they're brothers and you know have yeah. that meeting, but something tells me that's not. Gonna
2: All right, happen. let me quickly run through this. Stop yeah. me if you want to elaborate anything.
1: I, I just have to say before you start, of course, my favorite thing, yes, growing up when I was a kid is when in superhero shows is when they break up and fight each individual villain one on one. Yep. Oh yeah. In different
3: ways, and that's what that's my
2: shit. John, we got to get you into anime. It's pretty much every every season of
3: every show. <laughs> yeah. So we see uh, we see another member, Quicksilver, super that sounds great. He's got super speed. We already know him from the from Marvel and X-Men the feature boy. films. He's a fast boy, he's a fast guy. He's running at them with super speed. Jubilee flashes at him causing him to crash.
2: Oh, and right in the initial attack, Havoc blasts them the I whole wanna, team. Yeah, I just want to say Cyclops does a dodge to the left, a big dodge and does a blast mid-air. Yeah, really cool moment. I like that a lot.
3: So yeah, the entire X-Factor team, they jump down off the boxes and it's on. Um, Strong guy, big dude, very top-heavy, tiny legs. I love this guy. Big, big body and torso. I've explained him, I think, previously Mm -hmm. where basically his power is when he gets hit by stuff, his body just absorbs it and turns that into muscle mass, which also grotesquely deforms him and also causes him a significant amount of pain, which he's constantly in, which is why he uses humor as a... A sort of coping mechanism. Damn, that's sad. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lose. He's my kind mind. of a tragic character, but he's also like the comic relief of the team. Would um, you rather
1: be the blob and grotesque, or
3: or strong guy, a strong and strong in, constant in pain. pain? I'd rather be strong guy. I think <sighs> from a looks perspective.
1: Yeah, he, tough. He looks strong guy's cool. also got a little.
3: He's got a little tuft of white Rob hair. Seems like a
1: happy dude, though. He's got his tutti frutti. tutti frutti.
3: Oh, you know how strong guy got his name? It's actually pretty funny from being yeah. strong. So when when they were forming this x this specific X Factor team in the comics, um, it's it was sort of a they were all sort of recruited and they were introducing the team to the public for the first time. They realized they forgot to give him a superhero name. Oh,
2: fuck! Um, and I don't know. It's, uh, and the press shit. is
3: literally like, "Who's that strong guy?" And he's like. You said it. It's me. I'm strong guy. I guess that's my name now. Yeah. Like, and so, cause he couldn't come up with like a, a clever name. So I like it. It's a fun little... I'm in too much pain to think about it. Right <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Iceman slips, quickly slips him up uh, by throwing some ice under him. Uh, he crashes to the ground. And gets Jube out of there. Yeah, they're sliding away out of a hole in the wall, and Strong Guy chases them by making his own hole. He literally just runs through the wall. Yeah. Um, We see Cyclops. And he goes, ouch. <laughs> this is when we see Cy- Cyclops and Havoc <laughs> <laughs> circling each other, yeah, blasting th- with everything they have. It's doing absolutely nothing. Uh, Beast encounters a young redhead who I... Previously, also mentioned on this podcast, Wolf'sbane. Yeah, um, why was a, she mentioned? Before? She was in New Mutants. I got her confused with Feral. Uh. Very similar female wolf-like characters. But gotta say, if um, I'm
1: ranking my X Factor people. Wolf to the very bottom. Yeah, yeah. She's, n- eh, she's a little wolf. She's a new mutant. A she, beast is like, she's oh, interesting. She carries a lot below. of guilt.
3: She's another Catholic guilt character. Her whole thing was cool. that she was d- driven out of her town by religious zealots when they discovered she was a mutant. Um, she looks very werewolf. They literally tried to, like, they, like, kind of tortured her and tried to, like, exercise her because they thought she was a demon. Um, and that... It's tough.
1: I could use some <laughs> exercise. She can claw and scrap like beasts, yeah. which is why those yeah. two fighting each other seems like it makes sense. She yeah. can bite.
3: They're basically just throwing each other around in this fight. Um, and yeah, we, we catch up uh, with Strong Guy chasing after Iceman and Jubilee. Iceman freezes him up until he just breaks through the he busts. ice. He busts. And he punches Iceman pretty hard. Um, we yeah. then see Quicksilver running super fast around Jubilee, throwing her into a tornado. And Wolverine's about to save her when he gets a tap on the shoulder.
0: Huh. What's this, a two-for-one sale? No, it's more like a baker's dozen.
2: That's right. It's multiple man. And yep. he's slapping his chest and turning into... <laughs> no, he's fist-bumping himself. Oh, he's fist-bumping yeah. and, and multiplying himself. Now, here is the first <laughs> huge fuck-up of the episode, Jamie guys. Jamie Madrox, multiple man. I'm about to blow your minds. Okay. So there's two of him at first. That's why he says, what is this, Double time? <laughs> yeah. And he says, no, it's a baker's dozen. Guess how many multiple men there are in that circle? Thirteen. Eleven. (sighs) Oh.
3: it's 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 less that it's it's the opposite of the baker it's doesn't. the opposite it's a, baker's, <laughs> it's
2: a baker's robbery oh my god this is i couldn't believe it i could not believe it
3: just throw one more in there
2: but yeah multiple man surrounds wolverine
3: well that's par for the course for multiple man because he's kind of a fuck-up character in the comic you know he's he ends up becoming the leader of a future iteration of the x factor um which oh. peter david wrote so peter david actually wrote this iteration of the team and then he came back to later write another iteration that was called X-Factor Investigations, where they were almost like a private detective service. The cool thing about Peter David's runs on both of his 90s X-Factor and his 2000s X-Factor is that he really digs into, like, all of these people being, like, deeply fucked up. (laughs) Like, they all have, like... Yeah, it's... They're dark. It's really good, like, and, and they're trying to be heroes, but they also have these very deep personal hang-ups that they have to get Havoc's over. like, my dad doesn't even acknowledge my existence. Yeah. <laughs> my, dad in, my dad in space. Well, like, for example, one of them is like, you my know. My dad's fucking a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, it's just, it's really good. If you're going to read, uh, I highly recommend reading both of these X-Factor uh, runs. One of them, I believe, starts around X-Factor, gosh, I want to say like, 50-ish it's either 50 or 70 i forget which but anyway
1: can't i'm gonna be watching anime (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) and then the other one starts over x factor number one uh back in uh, 2006 i think is when that next iteration came out really good it starts off both of the plots involve multiple man's multiple men getting murdered um by a mysterious person wait
2: what do you mean by that so when he multiplies,
3: he creates, and it and it creates an existential crisis within multiple man himself. Because so when he multiplies, he creates another version of him, right? A dupe is what they're called.
2: But then he gets rid
3: of them. They absorb back into his body. So they but still exist. What they the explore of him? in the comic oh. in this in this runs is the fact that they're a separate person with a separate identity, and it's like it's him, but it's also a different version of him. And in the later comic, it's all about the multiple men that he forgot to reabsorb that are off living lives and like doing their own things uh, and they start to get murdered, but he feels it when they get killed. It's that. like, it's like part of him is dying.
2: So mm-hmm. you're talking about the one starring Jet Li and Jason Statham and Delroy Lindo. <laughs>
3: it's kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, not really, but you know, sure. But yeah, no, he he like feels that. it whenever another one dies. And strong
1: guy hurts every time one of multiple men's men
2: die too. Yes. He, he also feels pain. Oh. Yeah. He's very empathetic. So guys, back to the episode at yes. this point in the fight, I just love Our talking X, about X-Factor. I'm sorry. It, I love it. At this point in the fight between X-Factor and the X-Men, the X-Men are starting to lose the upper hand. Multiple, man, multiple men are beating the shit out of Wolverine. Yeah. They're, uh, just, they're just
3: straight getting their asses Jubilee
2: kicked. at one point was blasting light at Quicksilver and tripping him up. Now he's tornadoing her. Things are just bad for everybody. And
1: Professor X is doing what he does and just like not participating. He's <laughs> chilling on the Blackbird. <laughs>
2: Until he says, you know what? I think I'm going to do something. He puts on Cerebro. Yeah. Is this when he walks outside? Or yeah. He this goes is, outside where, or this sorry, is where this is where we walks. see
3: him uh, float outside of the.
2: Yeah, he floats outside to get better uh, service, reception. cell service, <laughs> better reception. Better psychic My eyebrows cell service. like it better out here. Yeah, and he and uh, he broadcasts to his X Men. He says, "Guys, listen." You have to work as a team, and that means we have to switch things up. They Think, clearly know your powers. Yeah, this follow is Jubilee and like, Cyclops. This is a lead. good sports movie uh, scene. Well,
3: it's a classic moment where it's like, "Hey, change dance partners." Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
1: yeah, switch it
2: up. So
1: it's worth noting that Forge
2: does not participate in this fight either. He's just oh, being a leader. Point. That's watching he's the sidelines. He's the side like lines. the
3: Xavier of his team. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Forge Keep isn't much up. of a fighter. He can't. Right. He can like, just make. He can make weapons, which he uses in combat. Fights, yeah. But a lot of times, this paperclip
2: is now sharp. Beat back up.
3: I've turned this paperclip into a bazooka.
2: Um, and yeah, Charles makes the point that listen, X Factor knows your powers. They they know how to overpower you. They're yep. doing the smart thing right now, and they have they've uh, partnered up on purpose. You guys, you gotta you gotta flip them up. You gotta change
3: shit up. So Beast throws Wolfsbane Spain into Quicksilver, which Boom. ends his tornado. Iceman freezes all of the clones. Boom. Wolverine starts taking on Strong Guy by slashing a water tower that falls on top of Strong Guy, and a fall out and bash the him on the head with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. <Cut> that, <laughs> and as soon as Strong Guy goes down, Iceman just grabs him, and he's like, "Where's Lorna? Tell me where she is." And
2: Forge says, "Oh, hey, she's right here." <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's true. It's <laughs> literally like
2: Forge walks out and Lorna's with him. And he's
3: just they're just standing in the background and he's like, Oh.
2: I love this. Hey. This is this is brutal. So he says, She's right here. And Lorna runs oh up god. to Bobby, but runs right past him. Over to Havoc. To Havoc, who's he's on the, the ground yep. under some boxes. Making sure
3: he's okay. And for and, and, and we Bobby. Gotta, we gotta say, I oh think it was love at first sight for all of us. Um when we saw Lorna. Oh my god. It's obviously love at first sight for Bobby. Oh my god. But she's got eyes on the other you know, prize, which is the leader of X-Factor, Havoc. And that's just like the comics, too. Bobby has a huge crush on Lorna. She does not reciprocate. Lorna's really hot, guys. And she immediately <sighs> falls for Havoc because they're both kind of damaged. And they both kind of uh, have troubles with controlling their a powers.
2: Rough, rough moment for Bobby. <sighs> it guy. sucks. He's been spending this whole time trying to get back to her. And she fell in love with somebody else.
3: Yeah, well, he spent a lot of time away. But the thing is, they are fundamentally view the world and view their roles in the world in different ways. It's it a sense. pipe dream. Let's talk about
1: the timeline here. How long do we think it's been since Lorna's been missing in Bobby's eyes?
3: Well,
2: I don't know. It must be a while because she's a full member of... Uh, spoilers, well, not spoilers, but the reveal is Lorna a is a full member of X-Factor. Factor. I keep wanting to say X-Force. Who's X. X-Force?
3: X-Force is like the... I think of them as, like, the Black Ops X-Men team. Who is it, mostly? Uh, Cable leads the team in most iterations of it. Love um, it. Already a fan. My favorite. Yeah, it's, like, it's usually, like, him, uh, like, Psylocke, Archangel, Deadpool, uh, oh. th- those types of cool. people. Um, There was a few new mutants who were in the first iteration of X-Force. Oh, so
2: X-Force was when, in X-Men Origins, when Deadpool and Wolverine and all them were?
3: No, that's Task Force X. <laughs> Which is run Christ. by Department H, which is part of the Weapon X program.
2: In
1: fact, Henry, I Henry. was a PA on Simon Cowell's The X Factor.
3: So you were. A member <laughs> oh of a,
1: my God, wait.
3: You were a member of X Factor.
1: Wait, so who? I are the, wow. was a powerful member of X Factor. Oh. That's crazy. I controlled the music for people when Playback? they
2: performed. Dude, that's huge.
3: Wait, really? That's
1: uh, a big it, deal. It was stressful as fuck. Yeah. I wouldn't know when Simon was finished talking to the people before they were like, they have their dialogue before they perform. And it's like, who are you, where are you from? And they're talking back and forth. There's Britney Spears, <laughs> Simon Cowell, and Demi Lovato. Oh, oh you were on that season? Yeah. That and was then, like
3: the season where X-Factor really uh-huh. got good. Yeah, It was
1: in Austin for that that portion of it. But they... That season's just, not canon. He doesn't though. say like, off you go or anything. Like he, <laughs> he, Sometimes their conversations <laughs> would just finish and it would just be silence. And it's on me to hit play. And if there's any dead air... It's just like them waiting they for their moment you. to sing. yeah. And I can hear that that dead air would just linger there for so
2: long. But a lot so of times long. they would work that into the show, yep. And, yep. and they
3: would they would build tension by having the person just sort of stand there in quiet. Simon's like, like oh. all
2: right, so I guess you should start. Baby, you're a fire. <laughs> in, and they all look at John. They're like, what the
3: fuck, man? I will show you. I will send for the, X,
1: <laughs> for the, X- for the X-Men for this episode, for X-Boys. I will send the photo of me as a PA, because you can see me in the background of the show. Sweater. As everyone walks onto the stage, I'm just sitting there in a computer,
2: typing like or just <laughs> tapping the space bars that's as. incredible that's amazing um. i did playback once for a music video when i was an intern and it was stressful even then and there was no pressure for like live and i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god
3: it's scary uh, stuff being a pa there's nothing more nerve-wracking oh than being a, a production assistant on a show of that size and caliber
2: that's a big responsibility okay forge comes out
3: Yeah, he just he decides to introduce himself and the whole team. Yeah, we heard a bit before, but we'll get some more.
2: We'll do it again just because there's a little back half where he explains what exactly the X factor is.
0: I (laughs) am Forge. That is Havoc, multiple man, strong guy, Quicksilver, Wolf's Bane. We are a mutant team recently formed under the auspices of the federal government. What do you mean? I work closely with the government in this area. I have been told of no such program. So jealous. You, above all people, can appreciate our need for secrecy. (laughs) Great. Now they're hiring mutants to wipe out other mutants. Not so. We want to make the world safe for all mutants. Yourselves included. Why did you attack us? You broke into our training camp. (gasps) (gasps) I must admit we did not warn you. (laughs) I thought the friendly little skirmish with the X-Men might... Teach us a few pointers. Oh. So I got your pointers right
3: here. Okay, chill, hey. chill. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Much Ado About Nothing, as we said before, but I love it. It's great. It's just a fun little dust-up between two big mutant teams.
2: And so you may be thinking, well... The then, X-Men are the bad guys in this one. It's, yes, well, it's, it's all a yeah. big misunderstanding. But it is funny that he's like, yeah, we could have told you, but we kind of want to just fight you and see what <laughs> that's all about. And now you may be wondering, well, what the hell was with Lorna and she didn't she get kidnapped? Well, Lorna explains... That she faked her own disappearance because she wanted to start over.
1: That's bad luck. Specifically. Without the X-Men, without, without Bobby.
2: <laughs> and went away to join X Factor. X Factor. And I also have a theory that she was already cheating on Bobby with Havoc.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't I wouldn't agree with that, but I, I don't know, man. Because this she a- must
2: have faked her own. She had a, she, she had another own, option. No,
3: it's because she knew that Bobby saw things differently, and he she no. didn't want him looking for her. Dude,
2: this is my issue with this though. She must have already been in contact with X Factor. Is it X Factor? She it's wanted X-Factor. Bobby. Guys, okay. this is gone, girl. She wanted Bobby
1: to go to jail for <gasps> her disappearance. No, she wanted him <laughs> out of the picture. Dude, no, guys, this is my I issue. Like that. I like
2: Remember that. the note? It said Kirby Glenn. Yes. Why did she leave that there? I think
3: she just accidentally left it.
2: No way. I don't like that that clue either. If, I think it should If should've... she said Kirby Glenn and this is their training facility, that means she already was with X-Factor at the moment or is at least
1: It's an easy fix. It's just a bad writing thing cuz all they have to say is sure. like, it, it took a long time for him to track her down. There was a sighting of a green-haired girl at this Kirby Glenn yeah, facility. Yeah, it's weird. And...
2: Yeah, they could have done that. Why would I she think? leave evidence? It, she wouldn't. No. Unless
3: another, unless ex- you wanted him, it's to time go for to jail another X boys rewrite it of an episode. All right. Yeah. Um. Guys, yeah, we're gonna you know. make our own X
2: Men show. X Men.
3: But yeah, Bobby's obviously rightfully pissed that she didn't tell him, and he's like, "You could have just said this to me. Like, you could have just said you were gonna go." This but- is
2: this furthers my point. This is what I'm saying. Because then she goes on to say, "Listen, I fell in love with Havoc. I wanted to help people who need me, and when Bobby lost that, I fell out of love with you." That
3: was the one thing she liked about him, apparently.
2: Yeah, she definitely <laughs> met Havoc on the side. I was like, X-Factor? Yeah, I'll join you, sure.
1: She ghosted him so hard, she just pretended she was gone. That's fucked
2: up. Yeah, a little cowardly, if you but, ask me.
3: But, you know, Havoc sees the world the way she does, and Bobby doesn't. Bobby's difficult, too. and that's, He wouldn't th- have let her that's go. That's the thing. He's Bobby's annoying. also stubborn. Like, we saw how hard it was for yeah. the X-Men to get the truth
1: out of him. What doesn't make sense to me, Henry, is that Lorna is not in the fight with the X-Factor. They, yeah. they save that reveal. Like, it's like, no, hold on, let Bobby think you're gone longer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that but, part Forge, of it doesn't Forge make sense. wanted to have a nice little skirmish. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but what comes up now, I think, is the biggest reveal of this episode, which is that Bobby is actually kind of an asshole because what she says to him, she's like, Look, I'm sorry, Bobby. Like I I'm in love with Havoc. I'm on this team. Like I'm I'm genuinely sorry that it went down this way. And Bobby's response to this is, you'll get over it. <laughs> what I, I all the goodwill all the goodwill I had for Bob now he's just he's just an asshole ex boyfriend. And I hate that. I'm no, just like... No, I
1: like that response because it's like, you went to another dude immediately, clearly you're fine.
3: No, and he and he, he walks away. Yeah. But he's just he's like... mad. But like, you don't owe her... She doesn't owe you anything, dude. Like, she... She owes him a breakup. She owes him a but her life. But they were already arguing and they were growing distant and she did... I mean, look, she could have properly broken up with... Although, no, they did. They did properly break up because remember, it's oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, I left... But, but then he kept coming back with he, those
1: every day he show up with those fucking her. flowers again. That's
3: the thing. He left her initially. He's sex
1: with my in my office again. He's wearing the same clothes every day, we- the same dead flowers <laughs> in his hands, Stinky. the same
3: brown suit that's just <laughs> getting browner and stinkier. Uh yeah, no, we saw him walk out on her. So, bo- I'm sorry, Bobby's the asshole here. Uh, I don't like it. And he walks away and Jubilee runs after him.
2: When he's like, I'm never joining the X-Men, by the way. Just wanted to let you guys know <laughs> yeah, he
3: throws that out there. Um,
2: and Havoc and Cyclops have a little, like, hey, I love this until final. next time, dude.
3: Yeah, it's cool. Like, Wolverine and Cyclops are both like, we're...
2: I got your number, Yeah, we're coming back buddy. to
3: fight, and they're like, "And hey, hey time and place, bud. You I mean, love Havoc's outfit. These last two episodes have ended with the, you know, adversaries of the X-Men being like, oh, hey, we're going to settle this another time. First, with you know, with Mojo Vision, with Spiral being like, hey, I'm yeah. going to, you know, and then now with uh, X-Factor... But, but they set up all these future conflicts that never happen. No. <laughs> oh, it does.
1: This is what I wanted to bring up about Forge. Forge says he's counting on it because he's going to collect Wolverine's bones. Um. Oh,
3: so you're saying in the Days of Future Past storyline,
1: a timeline, rather. He's already shown... An interest in like studying them and like
2: learning from them. We we see it Wolverine's adamantium weird.
3: skeleton in his lab mm-hmm. in the future, so we know that at some point Wolverine dies. He's like,
2: "Yes, I killed him."
3: Oh wait, no, we saw. no, because we, we saw Wolverine die. Yeah, remember? we know why. No, yeah, Nimrod. Bis- Nimrod evaporated him in the future.
2: Yeah, Bishop leaves,
1: and when he gets back, Wolverine's bones.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> bones
3: anyway um jubilee runs it,
2: after bobby as he's leaving too yeah. and she's like please you know stay and we don't get any I'm horny we
3: don't get to see that conversation but we cut to the huh? x mansion yeah because we cut to the x mansion later and bobby's just standing in front of the mansion now sorry go so go. i guess it's assumed that jubilee no, no, ran you, after him
2: no because that does she does run after him and no, he's I, like no.
3: no so i, I mess up no no you were right the episode is weird she oh. runs after him at the storage facility and then we cut to x mansion oh. and he's just standing outside of x mansion
2: weird okay but yeah so i walked home <laughs> yeah,
3: so, so assuming that bobby and jubilee walked home together uh, we cut to the x mansion and bobby bobby's just standing in front of there about to leave them again and xavier once again offers him a spot on the team and bobby once again he says the mantra of every animated kids television series uh, at the end of the episode where he says nothing's changed yeah um but yeah i look xavier i love you but I don't really, and I know I'd be driving you crazy by the afternoon, and Jubilee, once again, thirsty again, being like, don't leave, Bobby. I thought, you know, we had a little thing, and he just pats her on the head, but the way he pats her on the head, he slaps, he's slapping her <laughs> forehead. It's literally just, like, f- full on, just imagine giving a high five to someone, but it's on Jubilee's forehead, just, pow, 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 pop, ow, shit, um, and yeah, he and ices she cries. And he ices up and slides out of there. She cries. And uh, Xavier. Does she care about him that much. Xavier leaves us with a few words of "I hope we see you again, my friend." Bye. And we end the episode. Wow. That's it. <laughs> what a nap! What a nap! Yeah, I love it. It's pretty good, huh? It's a good one. Honestly, I, I I really do love this episode.
2: Oh, it's so fun. It's I, We get a great new character who's fun to watch, entertaining. He's a little freaking, he's a little hot shot, hot head boy, but even though his body temperature is negative. What what are we saying? A thousand? A billion? Because what what did Ice Charlie cold. bring up in the last oh, time yeah. he was here? That he's like a... What? It is
3: revealed that Iceman is an Omega level mutant. Now that's high. He's also the first major member of the X-Men. Comes out as gay. Who oh. is Bobby? Iceman. Bobby, Iceman's revealed to. Uh, Sorry,
2: Jubilee, no chance for you. Be kiddo. gay
3: later on. It was in the 2010s, uh, I believe, when they revealed this information. I get um, to be gay because Jean Grey, and I. It was a bit slightly controversial because essentially Jean Grey like gleaned it from his mind and was what? Like, yeah. And she was like, hey, I, Bobby, I, like, know that you're gay. And he's like, what? I don't even oh, think I'm gay. Oh, I thought and you meant like, she,
2: like, erased it from his mind. She's no. like, you're she, straight now. <laughs> no, she gleaned it. She was able to, like, read it off of him, basically. Oh, she's like, okay. look, Bobby,
3: like, I know. And she's also, like, it's something they lean into a bit more in the comics, how she, how empathetic she is and how much she, like, reads people and can kind yeah. of, So her gaydar is perfect. Um, <laughs> right. So she picks up on that. I mean, there was the... Previous sort of major member of the mutants world in general who was gay was uh, North Star uh, huh. from uh, Alpha Flight. He was gay and his marriage was a big issue, and they they had it on the cover of an X Men comic book, and it was, huh. yeah, it was pretty. Wait, which is North Star? North Star and Aurora, the twins. Oh, got it. They yeah, fly yeah. around. They shoot light beams out of their yeah. hands and stuff. Um, cool. Yeah, great episode though. I fucking love this one. A new X Team x-men oh, history man. like it, and it's a
2: big team yeah. i love seeing all those characters mm-hmm. i wish
3: we got a little bit more from them i i, I would frankly, love to see them again. i wish this was a two-parter where yeah. you have the first part oh i would love that. focusing mostly on the history with Iceman and like the backstory of the team and sort of what that falling out was and like why he left and then we, we tee up polaris and sort of the the big ending of the first episode is like we got to find polaris now because we know she's missing right mm-hmm. and then the second half is just it's all x-factor versus x-men that would be that be cool. I want
2: to see X-Factor versus Alpha Flight.
3: Okay. I want that now. That'd be cool. Big I love the teams in this. Yeah. Bigfoot against Strong Guy? Anytime they bring a team on X-Men, I'm I'm in. I'm all in. Sh- y'all want to hear
2: Eric Lewald? Shaman eyes. roots Quicksilver's feet in the ground with his... Okay, come on.
3: now you're talking Strong Guy goes up against Sasquatch? Yep. I uh, said, so y'all want to hear about what Eric Lewall had to say? Oh,
2: you know this. I do. You
1: better believe it. He didn't have much, like I said before. <laughs> Nothing. He says, we see in a flashback why Bobby left the X-Men. His feelings for Lorna Dane, mm-hmm. his resentment of Xavier, whose mm-hmm. ideals put her in danger,
4: mm-hmm.
1: we see why Cyclops resents Bobby. Xavier, in his guilt over Bobby's leaving, seems to allow the rebel son leeway he would never give good son Cyclops. Cyclops decks Bobby. Pretty amazing for our Scott Summers.
0: Bobby, shut
1: up. Does Cyclops punch Bobby? I don't remember that. I think he made that up. Deleted scene.
3: Yeah, it must have been a deleted scene. This is Drake's fault. <laughs>
1: But he seems pretty excited about him punching for some reason. Pretty yeah. amazing for our Scott Summers.
3: Yeah, I mean, if Cyclops punched it, that would see. Well, 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 well. God, it gets me every time. That's the kind of shit I would love, love to see though. I would have loved to see a more fleshed out flashback mm-hmm. where you see the original team bring in Jean again to at least have have her presence on the show in some capacity. You know, so we could get a and, and also Angel. Well, I guess they don't. I don't think Angel was in that flashback. No, he wasn't. No, no. definitely not. Because in this show, in the canon of this show, he's not. No, part, they just met Warren for the first time. Of, yeah, he was yeah. a separate guy. Yeah, my name is Drake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think that's my problem with this episode. I really, really like it too. I'm not as high on it as you guys because the X Factor stuff's so good that I want more of it, and I want that it comes at the perfect time for what we discussed earlier, as far as like choosing. Which, which team seems cooler? Like it's the yeah. perfect crossroads. Totally. Jubilee, that's also a big surprise. We explore in the it through Jubilee, who's, who's not the most interesting character for like leaving the yeah. X Men right now. I know she's fed up with Professor X and being treated as a kid. Yeah. But it should have been Cyclops' moment being I mean, recruited. It, it like, all
3: thematically ties into you know the whole mm. why Iceman left in the first place. I think
1: it's more interesting so. too to see people wanting to join the X Factor. I think like mm. that's the part we need to explore more. Like interesting. This yeah. team seems cooler and finding out why they're not as good, because the way I leave this episode, I'm thinking X-Factor's a cooler team than it's kind X-Men, of weird to go. and, and they that's also, not what you want to...
3: And they also have the support of the military exactly. and government. It <laughs> makes <laughs> Professor
1: X seem more unsanctioned and more, like, nefarious and weird, because they didn't go to him. They went yeah. to Forge. I and wouldn't
2: go to him either. No.
0: Narratively, Luna it's an gave interesting... gave me a cold kiss. me a cold kiss. me a cold
3: kiss. Gonna give me Lorna, a cold...
2: give me a cold kiss.
3: oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Um, Someone helped Drake. <laughs> narratively, it sets up the X-Men in an interesting way moving forward, though, because now, yeah, the team, in the wake of Gene, you know, is kind of more fractured than ever. We haven't seen them all together in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, they Storm's been off doing who knows what. Rogue's been missing for a few episodes. Gambit, in and out. Like, you know, and then you couple all of that with this where it's like here's a team that they've kind of got their shit together they got this training facility they're endorsed by the government they're rocking and rolling and the X-Men are kind of just like uh shit okay well
2: arguing yeah, amongst each other
3: cool then I guess they're funded
2: by a weird dude <laughs> yeah who...
3: Yeah. I'm interested to see how that plays out moving forward thematically if they continue to explore this idea of the X-Men kind of continuously being even more of outsiders kind of than they already were mm-hmm. uh, in the eyes of like the public and stuff but um let's rate it let's rate it up what are we rating it on
1: uh imdb what do you think it has it has?
3: this was a good one and it, with a new team i feel like those do pretty well i'm gonna go ho- i'm gonna go flat eight let's go eight
2: i was gonna say 8.1 but just because do do i it. don't want to go so close i'm gonna say it's you know what no i'm gonna say it's a 7.5 you're trying to game the system 7.6 wow i could see this i think you like, guys were overhyping it a little. i could see this yeah. be like a thing where people are like eh, dumb little side you know bullshit with filler I, people are stupid imdb is stupid as we know imdb never sponsored this podcast because we will not accept it <laughs> fuck you you hear that amazon <laughs> which yeah. owns
3: imdb i'm pretty sure do they i think they do yeah cool uh we're coming for you bezos would you like to hear my rating we're gonna rate this out of multiple men all right how many how many, multiple, how many men How many men are you
2: going to create <laughs> to
3: rate this episode? Uh
2: I am going to rate this a solid 8. So a baker's dozen, Ooh, A baker's, baker's dozen. A baker's dozen of of men.
3: Uh, you know, 8 men. I'm going to join you right in on that and just say 8 as well. Another nice. another baker's dozen. Listen, we're not going
2: crazy. We're not saying this is a 9. No. I think eight's a good good. I think You uh, should say 7.
1: <laughs>
3: John, I, we're gonna I, tell you what you no, think. No, I'm, th- I'm
1: still thinking about my answer because I think
2: seven <sighs> is appropriate. We're
1: thinking about like if you you're a casual viewer who wants to watch X Men episodes and retroactively goes through and picks a, hand picks a couple. I want this one to stand out, as I've said before. I would, yeah. This, so I think it needs to be an eight. I think it's worth really worth visiting. Wow, absolutely. This
2: is gonna be eights. This is gonna be really high on our season. Hey, this list. is our
3: second straight eight of the season. You know what our first one was? The very first episode out mm-hmm. of the past parts one and two. And honestly, I feel good about that.
2: Oh, That's crazy.
1: What happened in those episodes? I don't it's the the tunnels, all. the
3: Morlock tunnels of the ship and the Reavers. Oh, because we had uh, uh, Yori, Yoriko. There. Yoriko is huge for me. Yeah, yeah, you had Wolverine's backstory here. That's the thing. Is like I'm. I love any episode of the series that d- digs into the why of what you know who these characters are, why they exist. Also expanding the world. That's I live for that. I love hey, it. He come now. Anytime you're you're expanding the world, whether it's introducing Reavers or X Factor or whatever, like I'm there.
2: Anytime he come now, I'm in.
3: I'm in, and, and I'm gonna th- give this a seven. Smart. What you changed uh, it? No,
2: he should because he doesn't like it as much as us. And a seven still good.
3: How about John tells us why he? <laughs> no, I got this. I got no, this. Henry nailed it. <laughs> It's true. It's if I'm comparing oh. it to the you you brought told up you brought up year
2: ago. No, no. This And, and I'm I'm like, John I like I like that more. He compares this to other episodes. That's why we can't talk part. about it. I know yeah. yeah. sp- He fucked it up for him.
3: Well, th- we had it and I thought I thought we were it's like no just no not locked in.
2: No, it's not locked in. I hate that. He has until the end of the episode.
3: See, I don't think I think of all these episodes in the vacuum. That's what I, I go if I'm just randomly throwing this episode on, <laughs> what do I think of it?
2: John's going to be like, "All right, everybody, uh this has been a great It's a 7. Stop to count. Stop it, stop it. I run back into your yeah. <laughs>
3: Um. We're done now, right? Uh,
2: no. Human of the week. Human and mutant of the week. And we almost forgot to do this last week.
3: I'm going Homer Simpson guard for human of the week. That was a good opening.
2: Yeah. Whoa. The... Oh, it's too hot in here. <laughs> but they were having a very very relatable conversation about, about humidity, heat versus humidity that i have had many times wait
3: let's let's have one ourselves uh, what do you guys prefer a dry heat or a dry heat, i mean yeah you got it right yeah i mean i if sweat I, had I spent too so, many summers in texas to...
2: so much i sweat in in humidity i hate it so much yeah humidity sucks i would I walk to work in New York. Don't tune out it, yet, folks. <laughs> I would walk to work in New York and I would get there. Oh New York dripping. humidity? Oh it's disgusting. Gross. The heat's bouncing off the concrete yeah. and windows. And the
3: garbage and the rats and the disgusting. Smells and
2: of... I went to college in New Orleans. That's the just wet city. Oof. Mm-hmm. But I listen.
3: You traded city humidity for swamp humidity.
2: We're in LA. Oh, it's beautiful. It's dry as a bone over here. I never sweat. I've never sweated a day in my life.
1: <laughs> Tell that to my flooded lawn.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry.
1: It's been raining a lot here lately.
2: Okay, folks. so Andrew's vote is Homer Guard. Yeah. John, you got anything? Human of the week? I don't think we've met any other humans.
1: I think you're right. Whoever in that argument was saying humidity is bad
2: is That's Forge? my human. Force okay. is a mutant.
3: Yeah, he's a, yeah he's a mutant. His mutant power is understanding how things work and being able to invent the anything. Dumbest basically. power. I'm he's sorry. like. He's like the Tony Stark of mutants, basically. He doesn't be, use it, it for himself. He's
1: it might the be se- the less dark. selfish Tony Stark. I think that might I mean, be the Superstar. That's, that
3: was his thing in the comics. He was not part of the X-Men. He was just literally doing government-contracted work. And he was the guy who invented, like, the mutant suppressant collars. Like, he created, like... Oopsie-daisy. Yeah. No, because he... because he <laughs> didn't, I may have started something bad. <laughs> he didn't really care about the mutant cause for a really long time. He invented the gun that Henry Gyrick shoots Storm with that robs her of her powers. Forge. It, and that's when she loses her powers. But then he feels so I guilty over Forge. it. Him and Storm eventually bond later and become lovers. And it's this beautiful arc that happens between the two of them. It's great. I
0: am Forge.
1: Their right, couple man. name is Storge. Right. Mu- Storge.
3: Mutant of the week. Are, I mean, I feel This like is tough. No. Lorna Lorna. Polaris. She doesn't really do anything in this episode, but oh, I'm in Lorna. love with her. Yeah. I literally love her. <laughs> okay, fine. No, it's
1: not Lorna. Really? I'm disappointed in her now that you explained what she is.
3: Well, that she's Magneto's daughter and that she can control by the way, hey, I don't oh think we ever God. said that, by the way. It all they just do not. Oh, yeah, they don't they say that in say this and, episode. And we didn't. I Dude, think, so Wolverine we just left. Say, so I mentioned it earlier. Oh,
1: okay. She's not the Mutant of the Week. Wolverine told us pretty packages can be deceiving. He told
3: us in this episode. We should heed his warning. I told agree. Us. You know, now Cause cause that you said that. We
1: opened the box and we found out she's
3: just a green haired girl. It's less cool Magneto. I would have given it to Iceman if he hadn't been such an asshole at the end. With dick. You'll get over it. Ugh. Like that wow. Kind of you're, cool, you're hard on that line. It's kind of
2: a cool guy move. It's such
3: a douchey thing to say, though. Like he could have been the bigger pissed. man, but he instead continued to act like a petulant child. You ever been hurt because you're about to be? He's the only one not sure. <laughs> He's the only one on this episode who has shown no growth whatsoever, and that was my biggest beef with the Archangel episode of Session is that they like, they bring on these guest mutants, and you think, okay, the X-Men are gonna change them. They're gonna grow them. Nope. They just leave the episode episodes the same stubborn assholes they were when they came in i, I, hate, I, I don't like surprise i'm sorry i'd be
2: pretty you know pissed. what this
3: is a seven for me too
2: <laughs> i'd be pretty pissed if i spent all this time looking not yeah, that dude. she asked him to but he i'm just left saying her
3: I he know. left her imagine you broke up with your girlfriend you were living together and that's you said you walked out bro. on her and you said fine you want to save the world i don't i'm to gonna s- go live a normal but life to
2: stage a kidnapping that's traumatic that's not- come on it's pretty fucked up he yeah.
3: walked out on her i don't care
2: he didn't walk out. He they did. broke up. They, they
3: showed him walking out on but her.
2: How do we know they weren't like, okay, we're broken up. Here's a
3: handshake. Like I need to take a
1: walk real quick. Yeah, exactly. Suck up some cold air.
2: You don't know, Andrew.
3: She has a more noble purpose for her life, and he doesn't. And that's Andrew. why I side with Lorna. She's also hotter than him. I mean, they're both hot. Don't get me wrong. I don't think but...
1: they're either mutant of the week. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. Call. Oh, who we got? Present. And you're going to love this, Andrew. No, I do
3: love this. I think I already know where you're going. It's fucking beast. Yep. Mm. East? He's the voice of wisdom. He's uh, the voice of yeah. wisdom
1: when Professor X fucks up multiple t- times in this episode. He's it's the, the most who- I've liked him. The worst thing he does is try to bring a book to, uh, <laughs> to Iceman because like he doesn't want your fucking book, dude. Yeah, no, Here's, but he, he tries. He talks to him. He loves him. He says, a book.
3: "Look, he he's he gets Iceman to open up. He's the only one who can do that."
2: I have a different answer. It's Jubilee.
3: Whoa! Jubilee
2: goes on her first successful mission. Gets rid of a camera. Helps out. Uh, she gets caught Iceman. immediately. Yeah. and she's the one who frees him. None of this would have she happened. She doesn't free him. Oh, oh of
3: his, of in, yeah, in, in yeah. the X. Ex- I mean, she presses a button. You it's know. my
2: official vote, Jubilee.
3: <sighs> surprise, surprise, bitch. Well, we're, we're Beast boys over here. Oh, so wait. It's, I, guess, I guess Beast guess You both said Beast? Yeah.
2: I changed my vote <laughs>
3: to,
2: to Havoc. To, he's okay. cool. <laughs> I like Havoc. I love Havoc's Havoc costume.
3: Havoc is cool. Again, I wish this was a two-part episode so that we really could have dug more into that team. Yeah. Because the, the little that we do see is really great.
2: Alright, guys, great episode. Uh, I have terrible news. Next week, we will, or next episode, we will be dipping into the Savage Land.
3: We're back in the Savage Land! I can't wait! Sorry, K-Zar. guys. Kazar. Kazar and Sabu are back, I hope. Oh my gosh, are they back? I hope yes, they are. They are
2: all of Oh, hell
3: yeah. Oh, man. Jubilee rides a dinosaur. What? what? Oh, Jubilee gets to go this time. Yep. Oh my God. All right, maybe I'm excited for this. I can't wait. It's, it's a two-parter, too. Savage Land, Savage Heart, parts what's, one and
2: two. What's your name? I'm Andrew. What's yours? I'm John. What's mine? Shit. You forgot Bye. You forgot. <laughs>
0: I get to make cocktails. It's just like before. Ooh, them fighting
4: words. What's with those
0: two? I'm oh sorry, Hank. I can't tell you. No. This is Drake's fault. I am full. I am full. I am full. Hey.
4: Bobby, shut
0: hey. up! Hey.
2: I love you, Lorna.